it's that time of the year again. It's the Real Nerds Film Explosion 2013, where we reveal our top ten movies to our listening audience. My name is Ryan, with me always is... James! And... Brad. And we are here to blow your fucking brains out with 2013 movies. Here at the end of all things. End of all things. It's interesting that you say that, because I have a new element to introduce to the game. I brought this a gun. gun. Oh, oh my sh- god! Check this out, guys. It's lay in the middle of the table. Now each of the bullets has a movie written on the shell casing, and we're gonna fire them at each other. And whichever one doesn't go off, if I can, wh- whichever one does kill, some of them are empty. One, the one that kills you is the best movie of the year. Wow! So it's Russian roulette with yeah. guns. He he carved the names of the movies onto them, so it's right. just his top six. Like, and the one bullet is gonna be like Man of Steel. Well, Whoa. if you brought a gun, you could have wrote saying. movies on the yeah. bullets, but yeah. I did it, so they're my movies. All right, you yeah, you have me there. I didn't bring a gun. I brought this spear, and if you no, I didn't. <laughs> Your spearing it, my my spear I was do an have imaginary. A the hunter that has a big spear. There you go. I could carve. Um, uh, Evil Dead onto that, mm-hmm. and then kill you guys. Mm-hmm. Be number one movie of the year. And end of story. Yeah, if I just kill you guys, my number one is the number one of the year, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Three men enter. One, you do about one all movie the, leaves. The other lists that are competing with us that were sent in, like you got to go take them. I'll out go too. kill those people too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. good for so yeah. now we have audience. a mass murderer on our hands. Yeah. 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 Well, because if I kill all those people, then everyone will know that my number one is the best movie of all time. Hmm. All this time. How... We're only focused on 2013. Yeah. What is, what is this? Yeah, but murder is forever, this Brad. The, this isn't the Army of <laughs> Darkness <guess>. episode. <laughs> yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna just respawn so you can watch 2014 movies. Yeah. Who says I won't? Uh, science. Before we get started, I want to give a couple shout outs to some people that have helped us this year. Uh, big thanks to Alamo Draft House because not only do we see movies there to open this year, but they have supplied us with movie tickets that we are going to be giving out to our listeners for submitting their 10 favorite movies of the year. They've they have made going to the movies more fun yeah. for me this year. Like that has been it's been really cool. Steve, Karen, all the servers at Tiffany, Tiffany, at Tasha, thank you. Yeah, they're fantastic. Mile High Horror at the Alloa Draft House, thank you for having us back. We appreciate it. Tell your ride horror show again. Thank you for having us back. <coughs> Denver so Comic-Con. Yay, Denver Comic Con. Thank you so much. Um, also, kind of behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know, part of Denver Comic Con is Tsunami Publicity. Uh, thank you, Amy from Tsunami, for setting everything up for us. Um, Tweaked Audio, Tweaked Audio earbuds. They also oh, log man. on to tweakedaudio.com. Put in Real Nerds in the coupon R E E L N E R D S. You will get a third off your whole order. Thank you, tweakedaudios.com. And also, Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with great reading material. I appreciate it. Barbecue sauce. Birdman Barbecue. And Birdman Barbecue. Thank you for the delicious samples of barbecue sauce that you can pick up at your local Ace Hardware store. We really appreciate it. And don't forget Aurora Rise. And Aurora Rise. Yeah. 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 We did a and, benefit convention. Yeah. <laughs> for them. Uh, and along that same lines, all of the like local filmmaker people that we got to be friends mm-hmm. with this year, Zach Eastman and Matty O'Connor and so Spencer many. Kane and... Cougar Littlefield and everyone else that we've met. It's opened um, up so many doors, Brad. You're, yeah, the, so you're cool. on the board of Open Screen Night now. So That's yeah. Right. So there you go. So now you I call the shots. Yeah. Now One of those shots will be our video is <laughs> not eligible next month to win it. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Why? We're just hosting. We're not judging. Uh, uh, and that is true. 
That is true. We're not we're not judging. It still looks like a conflict of interest. You oh, look like, like a conflict like of interest. Like when uh, Zach Eastman always wins it, just saying. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know. <laughs> the fact that you're on the board is a conflict of interest more yeah. than the fact that we're hosting. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm but I guess we hide that, don't we? we we've already won a bunch. And like the one you're referring to, Colin, we won once. Colin feels bad because like, he's the main sponsor. Like He runs the Rooster Cat Coffee House, and he's won like twice because the judges didn't understand that like he was... Oh. one of the entry people so like he feels bad that he's almost winning his own stuff back yeah so it's we're trying to weed that out yeah but well you ruined my joke of me and zach eastman always having a, a uh i guess a conflict a rivalry i didn't so. ruin it i captured it forever on film uh-huh, that's right you did. <laughs> <laughs> um cool so before we st- uh <coughs> so people for thank you for sending in your list um we will reveal your list at the end of the show um, so that's right. We're making you sit through all of our stuff yeah, so <laughs> for the to... next two hours before we get to your thing. Yeah, it's, it's just so we don't have to speak all cagey and be like, "Oh yes, what an interesting selection!" Oh yeah, for I, your I guess I should hmm. also uh, tell people that no one knows what's on our lists. Yeah, as of right now, and it... and honestly, this year more than most. I was telling your wife earlier, before, like before we started. What the fuck are you talking uh, to my wife for? Oh, uh, you know. Sometimes I just call her up on the phone and say, hey, girl. Right, I saw them together. How you living? They were at the comic book store. It was crazy. Sometimes, what? Sometimes <laughs> she's uh, walking by, a cat call at her. Oh, that's all right. This is weird. She's, a, she's attractive. Um, James keeps faking no. injuries to, in order to go to Kaiser. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, oh, I got stabbed by the spear. <laughs> Brad shot me. Um, just another film explosion. No, for some reason this year, like I really have no idea what's on your list. Yeah. Like m- more, than, more than usual. I feel like you liked everything this year, so I'm like, that's where I'm like, I don't know what's on there. <laughs> well, well, but that's the thing. It's yeah, I liked a lot of stuff this no, year, I think, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know how many things that we loved. Like yep. weeding, yep. weeding out no, what things we really were of, passionate a, about. A lot of good movies this year, right? But what was my favorite movies? Stay tuned for my list, the, yeah. the one that everybody wants the most. Oh, you son of a bitch! Um, so before we get into that, just really quick, guys, what movies are you looking forward to next year? Uh... uh Interstellar comes to mind. That's uh, yeah. one of the first ones. Um, I'm sort of excited slash terrified about the new Ninja Turtles movie. That could be cool. In yeah. August. Uh, Robocop. I'm worried it's Is in it February. August or April? Ninja Turtles? Yeah. August. Oh, that's where they pushed back. Yeah, twice. And Robocop, mm-hmm. you know, I think it looks cool, but it's also coming out in February. And, you know. Have you seen the new commercials for Robocop? Commercials? <laughs> where it's like, drive sober or Robocop will get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah the PSAs. <laughs> Yeah, they're PSAs not with RoboCop. It's pretty cool. I yeah. am, of course, excited about uh, all of the all the comic book stuff. I think uh, X Men. This is the first time I've been like, I'm I'm really excited about this X Men movie. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, though, is probably the one that takes. I, I'm if they can pull that movie off, it's going to be a hell of a ride. I, I, that's I coming that's out. Be great. Yeah, 2014. We haven't yeah. seen anything. August. No. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, wow. this. I mean, we're not doing real news, but this week we've got the first. Uh, like pictures of the cast in costume, we know what things are going to look like now for sure. Well, also, oh. I mean, you haven't really yeah, seen too much cool. for a Cap, and it comes out in like three months. That that's a huge one. That yeah. movie looks fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Man. Um, and then two months after Spider-Man. that, Spider Man. Yeah, one Spider Man too. Exactly one month. Well, it's like twenty eight days. April fourth is Cap, and then Spidey's May second. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, a movie that I'm really looking forward to is the Veronica Mars movie. I'm a big fan of Veronica Mars. So it'll yeah, be fun to see not, that. It's not far either, is it? Isn't it earlier in the year? Uh, March, I believe. Cool. March 13th. Yeah, cool. Um, I, I'm, buzz- I'm I'm more curious than excited about Noah. 
Like, I, there's, I don't know. There's just something. And, of course, Brad, you already told me, Son of God is what you're really looking forward to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, oh, that oh. looks like a TV movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. I, I, we're, we're forgetting one that I know we're all looking forward to. 22 Jump Street is next oh, year. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Even oh, yeah. the trailers for that already are so exciting. Man. Definitely. Every time I see that one. So, uh, so we have quite a few movies to look forward to. Yeah. James probably How to Train a Dragon 2. Uh, oh, yeah. How to Train a Dragon 2, Hobbit 3. Uh, Hobbit Brad, 3. we're missing what will inevitably be your number one film of 2014. Which is the Grand Budapest Hotel. The Grand Hotel. Budapest Hotel. Oh, I can't really forgot that. That's yeah, not that yeah. far off either. It's no, March. That's no. Whimsical. That's um, <laughs> what it looks like to me. Oh, Godzilla. I'm calling it now. Number Godzilla. one. Godzilla. Number one, 2014. <laughs> my list. Yeah, well, no. yeah we all, we all know. It. We all know it. Oh, and the Lego movie. Yeah. There is. I that's can't funny. believe that looks so much fun. Uh, in the Robert Downey Jr. front, the juror comes out. <laughs> what is fun. that? I haven't even seen it. Uh, it's like a black comedy where he stars as a lawyer and his dad is a judge who's accused of murder or something like that, played by Robert Duvall. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, looks that's interesting. Cool. I've got um, an interesting uh, dilemma. So, does anyone want to see her? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, technically, that came out this year, mm-hmm. but, but it, we're not going to even get an opportunity to see it until February. Right. It's mm-hmm. wide releases in 2014. It's so just it, like it that. that was, remember when I was telling you about The Impossible? Mm-hmm. It's the same yeah. thing. I saw The Impossible January 11th. Yeah. Because so. it's, 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 I mean, the, the inevitable truth is we are in Denver. And so the only thing we can do is count things from their, their national release date. Um, so as soon as it is available for us, then that is its release date. And it, it, there are always a few movies like that. Um, now, none of the times that you have cheated and choose, chosen a movie from the year <laughs> before have been those cha- those movies. Um, you know, but still. Uh, Transformers. I think Brad has something up his sleeves this year. I can just see it. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's got something weird going on. Uh, Transformers and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. You're going to wish I that I you. stuck to those cheats. You're going to be like, uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, this year, it's funny because this year I hit 102 movies. That was my final count. So I, I, I reached my goal. Um, I got to 90. Oh, yeah, but yours are crazier, though, because yours are all in theaters. Um, mine is not. Mine is just a, a selection of movies from this year. Uh, but technically, one of them is Jurassic Park 3D. Um, so that's why I made sure I had to hit at least 101. Because mm. somebody else could be like, well, that's not really a 2013 release. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. And I didn't count my doubles either. Oh, oh no no! So I could I be at hundred. Yeah, I mean, if you counted every time that I watched some of the movies on my top ten list, um, yeah, I think that's all. Oh, uh, Hercules, maybe. Oh yeah, Hercules. Well, well not well not the the rocks one, the Thracian Wars. I don't want to see the. Well, I think that's yeah, what we have right. to see it. I think it's the only thing that comes out that week. Ooh yeah. No, I mean the July twenty fifth. Oh yeah. This list I've got lo- that I'm looking at also has the Sin City sequel on there, which I don't know. Hmm. They, you know, they of can course, keep saying. I'll believe it when I see coming it. Out oh yeah, this year too. Yep. We know we'll yeah. see them. We'll see how it plays out. Monuments Men is in a couple months too. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, it's going to be a good year. A lot of big stuff. Yep. Cool. So, where do you guys see us at this time next year? Oh, now that's a crazy question, man. I don't know. This has been a this has been a a a crazy interesting different year for us um a lot of really cool stuff a lot of great highlights also i mean you know there have been some hard times there have been i you know i think uh we tried a lot of different stuff this year i think we've um i definitely think that we spread ourselves kind of thin at different times of the year um and and that you know yeah uh, there were just a few times where like 
oh man, we've been doing this for a long time. And that started to weigh. And then we'd go see a movie and I'd be like, oh yeah, that's right. I love this. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of work, a lot of different things we did. I, I have no idea what next year is going to look like. I don't know what we are and aren't going to do. Um, I, if anything, I want to be more prepared for stuff. Like I, I think the one thing I look back at this year, you know, we went into Denver Comic Con that second year, and I think because we the first year we just winged it, we had no idea what we were expecting, and this year I think we sort of drew a line somewhere between thinking we knew what we were going to get and trying to be prepared for that, and then winging the rest of it. And uh, there were good things about that and bad. And I think uh, this year, when Denver Comic Con comes up this year, I think. I'm going to pay close attention to being really prepared and trying to get in touch with people beforehand and really have things mapped out so that like, so that we can both have more fun while we're there and also feel like we're not just flying by the seat of our pants. Uh, cause that thing's just going to get bigger and bigger. Uh, and I think we're going to be busier and busier and, um, it's, uh, that's going to be huge. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, as far, I mean, there are certain things that we can't talk about that, are you know things are going to change things are just generally going to change this year um and i, don't, I have no idea what that's going to look like yeah that was really ominous james sorry i sorry i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> unless you want to talk about you know, i can't um uh, we'll save that Brad, what do you think weeks. here i'll make you look yeah. more positive the show will end you want to be here next year <laughs> you fucking dick we'll, we'll, no, I, we'll all get uh huge inflated egos and then fight like the police and then we'll just split up and go our separate ways, and we'll each have our own <laughs> podcasts. Oh uh, no, 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 no! I, I'll, I will promise this: if, if this show stops, I'm not doing another one. Like I, w- I wouldn't want to do anything other than this one. No, um, I, I still, in, you know, three years in, I still really enjoy what we do. Um, I love seeing movies, and I love the opportunity to hang out with my friends and share yeah. our. Um, I mean, our, you know, our I don't know if knowledge is the right word. Our um, bullshit opinions. with yeah, people. Yeah. So I, I again, thanks to both of you. Um, this was a bigger year for Real Nerds Podcast, and I think a more successful year. You're welcome. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That's it, right, guys? That's it. That's the end of the show. All right. Well, I'll see you next year. Yep. yep. Bye, guys. Cool. See. You. Oh, Brad said bye. That is the oh end of the fucking times. And the show is over. Podcast done. Yep. Now it's the moment that everybody's been waiting for. All our fans have waited by with bated breath. My top ten list. You son of a... Actually, do you even want to go first? I, I don't care. Because if you go first, then you aren't the one who goes last. I, I'm pretty sure my last one's going to be picked before. Oh, okay. So I don't really oh, give a shit. Oh, interesting. That is the other really fun thing about this is is when when we undercut each other. So now I'm not as fancy as Brad. I just put mine on note cards so no one could see what I got. Man. But Brad has a his... step up from a sheet of paper. Yeah, Brad's has his on Merlot I've been, again. I've been doing yeah. Merlot envelopes for three years. You have yeah. been. Are they the same Merlot envelopes? They are the same. Uh, the lettering looks the same. I've uh, I've got mine on this little phone. I've got it's actually oh, the going digital. Well, because I've uh, I have kept out. my whole I list. Hacked it so I can know what they are ahead of time. <laughs> I've kept all of my list in in uh, in Evernote so that I can I can alternate alternate it like on the fly. I could be sitting in a. Uh, I could sitting be sitting there working in a on a break. You're just flipping through like I'm going to change no, five to three. No, I, you're not kidding. <laughs> I my my list only got locked to today when I was at lunch at work. Like I I just stared at it because. Uh, one through seven were locked, but the last couple, I man, it's taken me maybe a week and a half to really figure out. All right, uh, Brad, I want you to start. 
Do you want to tell the listeners how this works who haven't listened before? No, oh, I guess. I guess that's a good idea. Um, we all picked 10 movies that were our favorites of the year. Now, these aren't critical darlings, maybe, in some of them. <laughs> They're the movies that we enjoyed. Yeah. Um, these, are our, these are not Oscar picks. These, these aren't are just, Oscar picks. No. These are the movies that we enjoy, and I think by explaining this, you'll probably enjoy them, too. Because remember, we're not professional critics. We don't love freaking, uh, what's that, Citizen Kane like everybody else. Well, I mean, we might love Citizen Kane, but, you know. I'm more of the Army of Darkness kind of crowd. I mean, I enjoy movies that are fun. Um, And maybe some that are sad. And maybe some that make you laugh. Who knows? There's the whole spectrum. And so we alternate on our picks. And Brad will comb through and play the trailers for every movie so it can kind of refresh Hmm. you about what we've done. Um, It's lots of fun. There will be some repeats, so we won't play the trailer again because I'll just be redundant and obnoxious. Yeah. Oh yeah, so this year, especially with I think how how much I don't know what everybody else is going to do, we have to be really careful not to go whoa after every reveal. Okay. So that we can we got space s- to cut in the space trailer. to cut in the trailer, yeah. Or I could just cut out the whoa. <laughs> <laughs> whoa. You, you do not cut out my whoa, sir. <laughs> just try to lose space. So, yeah. uh yeah. Brad usually and puts in the Zelda opening the chest um yeah. thing. It's really fun. Slow reveal. Yeah, that I, I could have just put that sound effect there for you. Okay, here. There, I'm going to pretend I'm going to say it and then just add the sound effect so it's like, oh, we can really mimic that. Well, just I can't believe you did that with his voice. That's dude, amazing. Yeah, yeah, that right? was crazy. That was really fun. Sheesh. So that's how Super we do the film explosion, guys. That's right. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy our picks. Brad, I'm going to start with you this year. I think I always go first. I yeah. think every year I've gone first. So I think you have, yeah. So Brad... Well, uh, before I start my list, I'm just going to re- uh, reiterate for people who haven't heard me explain this before, but uh, like Ryan said, these are our favorite movies of the year. And my list is more when I choose, it's more of a list of like like what entertains me and what movies I'm going to take with me from the year Yeah, the, that resonate, you know, that I think um, I'm definitely going to own most mm-hmm. likely. Um, so... Yeah. Yeah. Are it, yours in any order this year? I know cuz some t- some years yours have not been in in an actual order. Like like is your number 1 your number 1? Like, yes. Did you actually order them? Okay. The number 1 is always the number 1, but you're right. Like there was I is, think is 8 really better than 9? <laughs> nah. It's yeah. yeah, like after the first 3 it's kind of hard to like it it's really a yeah. lot of movies I have the same feelings towards, so it's hard to fill out a 10, especially this year because I felt like in general, all around, not a lot of movies stuck with me. Yeah. So I was forced to find, you know, the next, you know, go through the next tier and figure out how to fill up, you know, that list. And like, you know, last year I had a lot of stuff I liked, like, or I love that I'm going to carry with me. But this year was really kind of whatever. So, and I like that, Brad. I think before we each start our list, we'll tell a little bit about how we come up with our lists and stuff. Yeah, oh, that's so. going to be inevitable with mine. <laughs> so, so. Just trust me, Brad. The honor is yours, sir. Please reveal your number 10 movie of 2013. That's right. What did I think was special enough to be my number 10? Here we go. (laughs) Number 10 is Samurai Cop. Are you Fujiyama? Yes, I am. Who are you? I'm a cop. real name is Joe Marshall. They call him Samurai. He speaks fluent Japanese. He got his martial arts training from the masters in Japan. 
was brought over here from the police force in San Diego to fight us. Would you like to fuck me? You're the one that talked me into bringing this moron from San Diego to fight the uh, Japanese Katana gang. Bingo. I want him dead. I want his head cut off and brought here. Have you been circumcised? Yeah, I have. Why? Well, your doctor must have cut a big portion of it off. I want his head on this piano so that every man in my organization understands once more that no katana gets captured alive or talks. Got that? How did you know I'd come home with you? Let's just say I can read eyes. I feel like somebody stuck a big club up my ass and it hurts. I've got to figure out a way to get it out of there. Technically, <laughs> I think I left no space. Technically, yeah, yeah. a movie from 1992. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I said, these are movies that stuck with me this year. And this was a midnight movie that was a ton of fun to watch. Um, and yeah. I wrote down, I actually wrote down my descriptions of why on the cards this time. Cool. So. It was one of the more fun, unique experiences at the theater this year. And you finally got the DVD. You tweeted that out. Was That's that right. the first time it was released on home video? Uh, I think it was on VHS. Like when it came, I tried to look on Box Office Mojo because mm-hmm. I usually put the stats on here, mm-hmm. but they didn't have it listed, which is odd because they usually do cover everything. But um, it might be the only time it was released. But I have, I have a special edition DVD. There's a regular edition mm-hmm. DVD. Um, so that might have been. From so way when. What, what makes it so memorable? Uh, well, it's really terrible, but <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a it's a movie like you can easily do an MST3K style mm. thing with your friends. In fact, the Laughy Bastards were there that night. Um, like they weren't hired to do it, but they just did it because it was like so they would you know, make comments of stuff on the screen. You know, and where was this? Pl- what did this play at? The Esquire. Oh, I cool. think it was in April or something. Really early in the year. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just. Tons of fun. It's, it's an awful movie. <laughs> Hilariously bad. Sometimes those are the best movies. That's why, you know, I wanted to put the little thing at the beginning. We don't give a shit about, you know, you're going to tell me August of Osage County is fucking great. I don't care about that. I care about what entertains me. That's yeah. the most important thing. Yeah. yeah. And this is just like, I had no, I've never seen it before. I just love going to midnight movies and here's something that's not like something. So what's the premise of the movie? <laughs> uh, the movie is about this, uh, I think that I haven't seen it since that night, but there, uh, there's this cop in they're in California. Oh, San Diego. They're in San Diego. Um, and there's like this drug cartel. Um, and they're trying to cover up a couple of murders, I think. Um, <laughs> but the main cop, samurai cop, I forget his name. Like they say, he's like this badass ninja, but he's really not like, you never really see him do any kind of ninja stuff on screen. All he does is like, do uh, sleep with like every woman he comes across nice. in the is movie. Is there lots of nudity in the movie? Eh, it's, it's a lot of like, softcore. The, what the, the fuck am I not seeing this movie right now for? <laughs> the, the, the really awkward thing about those scenes though is that they're like in broad daylight. Like there's no <laughs> mood lighting so it's really creepy looking. So like they didn't have like money to light it so like fuck it we'll just shoot in the daytime. Yeah just like fill the room with light. <laughs> Day or night. It was uh, not, not sexy at all. Um, and then at the end there's just like he finally does show off his like samurai skills against uh like this one guy who's really kind of weird looking um and you know like there's one scene where they're 
like a football field away from each other, like staring each other down. And then it takes like five minutes for them to like crawl <laughs> or step close to each other with their swords and then start fighting. It's, <laughs> um, and that one guy hides in the hospital, like in this cart and he's like dressed as a, as a doctor, but like why <laughs> when he's hiding in the cart is, <laughs> yeah, that's all I, I can remember since I haven't watched it. So I, I'm been meaning we, sh- we need to do a party cause like, yeah. it's only fun. Like if I watched it by myself, I'd be like, this is boring and stupid, <laughs> but with friends around, like everyone, like the disbelief of like, how can this be so bad? That's the fun mm. part. So, so what you're saying is we should do a commentary of it. Yeah. A commentary or like just have a party, like cool. invite yeah. friends over and absolutely expose them to the, it's funny as, badness of Samurai Cop. As as the guy who is usually such a stickler for whether or not the movies from this year, I'm kind of okay with this one. Thank you. Yeah, I I, I I I understand the rationale. Yeah, that's cool. I like it. Cool, cool. I well, guess am I next? Brad, you or pick you? who goes next. Uh, I'll save best for last. So James, you're next. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Brad, right. my heart is for you. <laughs> fucking son of a bitch. Um, though when you say best for last, you might be right. Um, so. Man, my list this year was hard. Uh, I had a really difficult time with this one, and and it was a. Uh, I think earlier in the year, I talked to Brad about this or Ryan about this after we saw Saving Mr. Banks. That like earlier on, I think I was looking at things a little too scientifically, and I was forgetting that like that I needed to to make this list more about what movies was I really passionate about, and did I really walk out of just jazzed about about movies and about seeing that movie again and owning that movie and watching it a bunch of times. And this movie in particular, it was on and off the list for a long time. <clears throat> and uh, and I, I wasn't really sure until last night when I, I was like, you know what? I'm really thinking I might seriously put this at my number 10. So I'm going to throw it back in and think about, you know, just watch it. And I, I, it was like right before I was going to bed. And I literally had to turn it off and turn something else on because I wasn't ever going to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Unless I turned this movie off, I was not, like, because I was just enjoying it way too much. Ah, so, my number 10 is Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. You may know, me and my sister, we have a past. We almost died at the hands of a witch. Now, we kill witches for a living. Who am I kidding? We could do this shit for free. The last two weeks, we've had five witch attacks. The witch does not come out in the open like that. There's something else going on here. I'm not going to have you telling me what to do. What is this place? This is our old house. Our parents didn't abandon us. They were murdered. You finally found your way home. Oh, my God. You know what I say? Burn them all. One thing this job has taught me over the years, don't eat the fucking candy. Well, that's new. Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. How do you best kill a witch? Uh, so... I knew it was going to be on someone's list. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the thing. I think there was like this almost stale... And I don't know if it's on Ryan's list, but I felt like there was almost going to be this stalemate between (laughs) Ryan and I of like... Which one of us is going to cave in and put this on our list? <laughs> I actually thought they were going to be higher. <laughs> um, hi, I mean it's not it's not higher. It's at number ten because it it almost doesn't deserve to be here because it is a it's a stupid movie. Like this is not a movie most people are going to like. It's really dumb. Um, but it is on my list. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it is just so much friggin' fun. Um, you know, watching these characters who 
Uh, if you read my my article about the best uses of the word fuck from this year, I talk about the fact that these characters basically step out of a completely different world into a movie that is dog shit and just chew the scenery the whole time. Uh, and it is so entertaining. I think the action scenes are really fun. If you can get a chance to see the the unrated cut with all like the extra gore and extra f words in there, like. I don't know. I, and, and part of it, I'm sure, is that we walked into this movie thinking like, okay, this is going to be Van Helsing. Like, it's going to be stupid. And and we're going to walk out of it and be like, yeah, that was fucking stupid. Um, but the truth is, as soon as that movie starts, it is it knows what it is so well. And then it delivers that as well as it can. Um, and so you just can't help but kind of love the thing. Uh, so yeah, I, I caved in. I, part of it was... When it wasn't on my list, I regretted it. <laughs> when I had when I had other things in the in that top ten list, I kept looking at it and just going like, "Man, can I really like? Can I wait until the uh, you know honorable mentions to talk about this?" Nah, I I really loved this movie, and it's one of the ones that on my Blu-ray shelf I look at and I go, "Yeah, man, let's watch Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters." That's all you can ask for. Uh, yeah, if you if you have a, a desire to see the movie. I think it's a good movie. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Um, and you'll see. All I, and all I can say is, let the girl go or I'll blow your sheriff's brains all over these fucking hillbillies. Uh, I'll give you a little insight. That was my number 11 movie. Ah! Oh, so, uh, it would have been my... Yeah. If anyone... If I, I thought I it was on anyone's list, I thought it would be yours. But. No, I knew if I put it on my list that somehow in the universe, he wouldn't put it on his. I really enjoyed the movie. I really did. I thought it was one of the most fun I had at the movies because yeah. I love movies and because that's why I love Army of Darkness and stuff that don't always take themselves seriously yeah. because they knew what movie they were making. You know, Jeremy Renner doesn't try to have an English accent in it. So it's... You know, I, I liked it. I, I enjoy movies like that because they're fun. You know, it's not about... Again, it's not about how oh, they deliver this powerful message and this. Fuck that! I wanted to have fun. I don't yeah. care about that shit. And I do. I mean, it's in my. It, they're in my list, but I'm just yeah. saying that. You know that movie's awesome. Yeah, and and let me okay. be clear that this movie is like. Do not walk out of this and be like, oh my gosh, James put that on his list and not something at, like. No, <laughs> this movie is not as good as those other things in a lot of ways, but I fucking love it. That's all I can do. Cool. Finally, the person that matters the most. Um, this year was interesting for me. I um, I enjoyed a lot of movies this year. I really did. Um, I think the genre that succeeded the most this year is horror movies. Yeah. Um, they show up on my list a lot. Um, I saw a lot of them. Um, in fact, I don't know if you'd call my number 10 movie a horror movie, but it does deal with horrific elements. And that's why my number 10 movie is World War Z. Does it live in a jungle? No. Oh. Is it really fast? No. Does it live on the Great Plains of Africa? No. Hey! What is going on? Hold on, guys. Betty, be careful on the road. Jerry? Get back in your car right now! Remain with your feet!
Terry. Terry, what is this? Is this thing worldwide? Is anyone doing better than we are? We don't know. you want to see it or no it's okay i heard you You read (laughs) oh you did hear me okay um (laughs) i really i really enjoyed this movie Uh, i loved the book um not the same but not like the book (laughs) yeah honestly out of anybody i especially because of the the word of mouth was so bad i expected you to like it the least yeah but it ended up uh the word of mouth was bad at the beginning when anybody ever actually seen the movie yeah um and what i saw was not a really a horror movie but kind of a james bondy solving a world crisis virus movie yeah. where I think Brad Pitt's really good in it. I think um, the action scenes are pretty incredible in most parts. Um, but I think the best moment in it is the rewrit- rewritten ending where he goes to the Senator of Disease Control or whatever it is. I forget what it is. Um, and he has to figure out a way to stop these zombies. And I know a lot of people took issue with that. But to me, does the movie deliver... In action, yes. Is the movie fun to watch? Yes. Is there suspenseful moments? Absolutely. Um, it's just one of those movies that I was surprised I liked as much as I did, too. Because, again, there are some parts that the CG zombies I had a lot of issues with. But there is moments where the zombies aren't CG and they're running around are pretty scary. Um, and I thought it was really well shot. Um, the plane scene alone is really amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed the movie. And I figured it probably wouldn't be anybody else's. But, um, but for me... It captured what I wanted out of the movie. And I had fun watching it, so fuck everybody else. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's it's not on my list. Um, but that, like the scene when they're trying to fuel the plane, that is one that sort of stuck with me as one of my favorite sequences of this year. Like, I just uh, visually thought that was really cool. And especially for a zombie movie, I think it's very different mm-hmm. um, to sort of have that, like, threat that we that you don't see. And mm-hmm. treating zombies that way, especially, like, when you're out in the open, that was that was cool. And I thought it was clever, too, that, you know, the people are infected by a virus and the virus will only infect healthy people. And that's why uh, some people weren't attacked and left alone. And um, and you should really, again, you said the unrated cut of Hansel and Gretel. Get the unrated cut of World War Z. It's 20 minutes longer. Hmm. And there's a lot more character moments. And there's a lot more, like, zombies' heads blowing up. Cool. So um, Yeah, I'll need to check that out. So you can see why they cut it because they wanted a PG-13. And you know what? They ended up being right because it made $200 million at the box <laughs> office. Are they making a sequel? They no. are. Really? Yeah. Brad Pitt's developing it already. World War z <laughs> Uh WWZ2. Duh. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. WWZ2. That'll look good on a poster. Yep. Yeah. Or WW2Z. World War IIZ. No, then it had to be prequel. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's my number 10. Brad? Cool. And now yeah. we start round nine. Here we go. My number nine. I rewarded technical achievements <laughs> by choosing gravity as my number nine. <laughs> Yeah, the story is not very deep. It's pretty straightforward. Um, but I feel like when you're making a movie, you should really try to like give the audience an experience, um, especially in like a blockbuster uh, setting. And uh, I think Gravity is one of the first movies in a long time, especially also with 3D, which is usually terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this made me feel like I was on a theme park ride. So kudos to Gravity for uh, actually eliciting that reaction. So. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's my number nine. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I, 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 yeah, technically is amazing. I mean, there were shots in that movie that I freaking loved. Um, I'm not, I wasn't as enthralled with it as everybody else was. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't understand why everyone thought Sandra Bullock was so great, and I don't know what she's she not did. Good. She's she's not that good. made her so great. But I mean, technically, there's shots in that movie that just will blow your mind. Yeah, yeah. which I don't think. Like I, I kind of wish I had seen it in 2D just to see if it translates to the same uh, I, I like don't... epic experience. Like I think I feel it'd be really flat without the 3D. Yeah, especially in some of those early shots where you're just watching like the like the establishing shots of the uh, the space station against the Earth. I think shots like that in 3D, there's just something about it. Like because and and because you know she's floating out in space for a lot of the movie and and having that sense of depth and really knowing how far away that is because. You can tell us, but there is something about adding that little bit of depth that makes you feel a little more. Um, that was a that was a really cool movie, and I I, I loved the experience in theaters. Um, it's one that yeah, it's it's not on my list. I don't know why, uh, but by the time I got around to doing a list, I was just sort of cold to it a little bit. Um, it's probably the only one on my list that I may not own. Yeah, because I can't create that experience see, at home. Exactly, I, I, yeah, exactly. It's kind of so, the ones I want to rent on Blu-ray just to see. Yeah, I'll what check it out like, again. Yeah, to see just it to check it out. You're right. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, hmm. James, you're number nine. 
My number nine is also a movie in space. My number nine is Star Trek Into Darkness. and everyone under your command killed. But I believe in you, Jim. Darkness is coming. This could just be the beginning. Beginning of what? All-out war. I request permission to go after him. I cannot allow you to do this. Jim, you're not actually going after this guy, are you? Let's go get this son of a bitch. You are a poem, Kirk. Sir, there's a ship heading right for us. You can't even guarantee the safety of your own crew. Shall we begin? I'm sorry. We're outnumbered. Outgunned. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. I only know what I can do. The ship's dead, sir. She's gone. No, she's not. No ship should go down without her, Captain. I believe in you, Jim. Set phasers to shocked. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. This is a Star Trek Into Darkness, and I have had a rough road. Uh, you know, when I when I first walked out of it, I was I I both oh, yeah. loved yeah. and was super frustrated by it. Really? Because uh, the way the way they do you know spoilers, but whatever. Uh, the way that they do Khan in that movie, and the way that they call back to the Wrath of Khan, like it just took me out of the movie the first time in such a way. Uh, but when I was looking at my list this year, I really went back and thought about it. And, you know, unfortunately, I can't pull the Blu-ray off the shelf. Um, but you're weird. Uh, you, know no. you, can get, you know you can get that Blu-ray at King Supers for like seven bucks right now. Oh, yeah? yeah I, 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 saw, need, that. I the, saw that. I saw that. You know, on Black Friday, they were practically giving them away. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's really just that I miss it. At this point, I, I would have bought it at Tradesmart. I just haven't yet. Um, I own it. Anyway, what I was saying was, uh, thinking back to all the time, to- like the way that I got giddy in my seat the first even the first time that i watched that movie and the way that i got giddy the second time in like the scenes when they're on when they're going to uh to fight with the klingons and we see those ships and the way those ships move and the, the whole opening sequence which is i mean the opening sequence of that movie is exactly what i want star trek movies to be um like that to me scratched such an itch about like uh bringing back some of that you know those, those stories about 
not interfering with you know, primitive cultures and all of those conflicts and those ideas that are really why I love Star Trek. Um, and even if it wasn't the whole movie, they at least gave me some of that in a movie that was also supposed to be a, a summer blockbuster. So I can, I can forgive it for being a pretty damn good summer blockbuster. Um, cause I, I the action sequences are fantastic. They, uh, you know, however you feel about them using con and I actually really love it now. Um, I think that Benedict Cumberbatch is fantastic. Uh, and the performances from everybody else in that movie are, are really great. I, I, I just, I love Star Trek, man. I love you it. do. Yeah. That's weird. You're weird. Fuck you. Stop being weird. Anyway, so that is my number nine. Very cool. Almost my top ten list, but not quite. Oh. Uh, my number nine movie is yet another horror movie. I don't think I'm the only one who's seen this movie out of all of us. My number nine movie is Mama. for at least five years. Hey, Victoria. How they survived is unexplainable. I'm your daddy's brother. Remember, Uncle Luke? With a loving family environment. Victoria and Lily have a real chance at a normal life. You sure about this? Nope. Hey, girls. Mama. I'm Annabelle. You can call me that. Or whatever you'd like. Have they been affected? They talk to the blobs. And what do they say? Mama. It'll get better. Promise. Like that? I'd like you to tell me about Mama. I love, um, again, I love movies, too, that take chances. Um, the movie was sold as a generic haunted Mama. house movie and just that Mama. Mama. constantly. But what they didn't explain is the, um, the opening of the movie is takes place and this guy kills his wife and all his, pe- his co-workers and he goes home and he picks up his daughters and they crash in a wilderness and the daughters are forced to live by themselves with an evil entity. Um, and... 
the, the, it also delves into the psychological damage one experiences when their mother figure is not around mm. and how they live in the wild. Um, and there's a great, a bunch of great shots of Jessica, Jessica Chastain leaning over. Um, oh, why haven't I seen this yet? <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's shot wonderfully. Um, there's some genuinely scary parts in it. The ending is one of the most depressing mo- mo- movie moments ever. I can't believe they actually went this way with this movie. Um, it's just it's just well shot. It's well done. There's some dorky character moments in it, but again, I'm talking about movies that have stuck with me, and I think I've seen Mama three times since I've owned it. Really? Yeah. Wow. I watched it the first time. I actually rented it from. Uh, no, I saw it in the theaters by myself because no one wanted to see it with me, <laughs> even my wife. And uh, so I saw it in the theaters, and then I bought it and I watched it. Then I watched it again with the commentary by the director and his wife who wrote the movie. And it was just interesting listening to what they had to say and how they shot it and the little themes they had throughout the movie. Um, it's a really well-done, haunted movie. Because um, it goes ways you don't think it was is going to go. And again, the ending will shock you. Mm. So, yeah. If you haven't seen it, you should go see Mama. Cool. Brad? Number eight. Number eight. Round eight. Okay, my number eight is on the list because it's just so darn weird. It can How can it not be? Oh, my number eight is wrong. Listen to me carefully. We must meet. Who is this? I'll explain everything. I only realized I loved my face after it had been burned with acid. Before, it was just my face. I only started laughing it again when it had partially disappeared. Do you follow? Not really. Passed you by in a bus. In a bus? In a bus. Like a regular commuter. I'm the detective in charge of finding your dog. Interesting. You want to see a picture of him? No. I forgot to give you this. This should help. Approach the subject of telepathic communication with your dog. I don't know how it happened or why, but the palm tree is no longer a palm tree. I don't like this at all. What I'm about to show you is highly interesting. We've accessed Paul's turd's memory. Wow. Those are its subconscious video signals. Incredible. Pay attention to what happens next. It all happens very fast. Why? 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 I'm not sure why. Anyway. Mike, where are you? I think I'm at the end of the world. Do you like it? It's kind of pleasant. Oh, I fucking forgot that came out. Here's the trailer. (laughs) 
I even warned you not to do <laughs> I that. I know. Well, it's just one of those movies that you forgot came out, and then yeah. the trailer's so fucking weird. I probably would have uh, forgot if I hadn't owned it. So, yeah. um, And actually, when I made the list, I couldn't remember if I liked it when it came out or not. <laughs> and I didn't have time to go back and listen to the episode or find the episode where I talked about it, because so it definitely did, wasn't our headliner. Did you watch it again? I haven't seen it since the theater. I remember you <laughs> so, saying that it's really bizarre. It's really bizarre. And it's, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna remember that. It Obviously, it stuck with me enough to like even can be considered to be on the list. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just so bizarre. I just... Um, and it's the guy who made Rubber made that yeah. one, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah that guy's goofier than a loon. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to figure out like what he's trying to say. Like in Rubber, he has like this... He's obviously doing some kind of commentary on uh, movies like mm-hmm. cinema itself yeah. and wrong i'm not sure what he's trying to say at all <laughs> it's just like there's a lot of weird stuff there's definitely an obvious story about a guy who loses his dog um and hires a very weird william fickner dog uh psych uh psychic to find him uh, in between there's like you, you saw this james right no i didn't it was ah. it's on my the list of things i wish i'd seen this year. i feel like someone else was describing the fact like he's at his office and it's just constantly raining in the office Real, like in the office in the office like and he also like he's in he's going to work but he's been fired for like two months yeah uh and then there's like this subplot with his gardener and he's trying to like get this palm tree planted um yeah it's 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 weird like no amount of me explaining it's it's all everything i explain is going to sound disjointed so i'm just going to (laughs) stop uh but wrong um i'm excited for wrong cops <laughs> which is his next movie coming out which really? apparently is this completely random like there's no plot it's just a bunch of vignettes oh yeah yeah, yeah. i've seen i think i've seen a trailer for that yeah eric warheim's in it yeah um where did i see a trailer for that before the internet oh, maybe <laughs> I, no i swear it wasn't the maybe it was the internet yeah I, I might have seen it like at an indie movie yeah that's what i'm thinking but um yeah weird wrong <laughs> Uh, so weird. It's it had rare. to be my number eight. <laughs> yeah, cool. And also this year, like I felt like the indie circuit stuff kind of was less interesting. Like there was a lot of stuff I liked, but nothing that like really jumped into the upper echelon. So I had to scratch for something, and wrong is what I latched onto. That's funny because this year I actually have more of that stuff on my list. Hmm. Um, my number. In in fact, I would I would almost call it my number eight. Something along those lines. It's a, it's a little bit outside of indie, but it no, nah, it's it was filmed in some guy's house, so it's still pretty indie. My number eight is Much Ado About Nothing. Well, niece, I hope to see you one day fitted with a husband. <laughs> Not till God make men of some other metal than earth. I want you to get together. It is certain I am loved of all ladies. For truly, I love none. Dear happiness to women. Oh, God, sir. I cannot endure my lady tongue. There's a kind of merry war betwixt Signor Benedict and her. They never meet, but there's a skirmish of wit between them. If you three will minister assistance, I will bring Signor Benedict and the Lady Beatrice into a mountain of affection. (laughs) By this day, she's a fair lady. (sighs) 
Hearts. Uh, it's it's hard to beat Joss Whedon doing Shakespeare. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a fun this movie. movie. Yeah, this movie is just so damn charming. Um, and and makes you know I have an English degree. I've read these plays, and they are not that much fun when you read them. Mm-mm. But he does such an amazing job at like, um, not just getting sort of the world into that dialogue and really making that dialogue pop and feel very natural. But he also like changes the genders of characters and allows the allows that change to change the dynamics of what's going on in the dialogue and things like that. It's a really fascinating movie and like I love Kenneth Branagh and I love Kenneth Branagh's versions of Shakespeare, but this version is is way better than his much ado. Um, I I just absolutely adore it, and it's it's beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, the way he shoots not not just in like the coloring and all that stuff, but the way he shoots the movie, and and where he puts the camera and how long his shots are. Like he's clearly having a lot of fun while and you know entirely shot while on vacation from filming Avengers. Like, uh, it's just it's a really great movie, and I I absolutely love it. I'd say too, it's lots of fun. I mean, you can tell all the cast are having fun in it. Um, it's a really has a really lightness to it. Not saying this, yeah. you know what I mean. It's just really fun, and there's a lightness to it. Um, I enjoyed it too. Yeah, and he, I think he sells some of the crazier bits of the story a bit well, uh, really well, especially mm-hmm. especially since they're out of. You know, he sets it in a modern day. Mm-hmm. So some of those elements of you know what those characters are dealing with are very quaint, and he makes it work really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you know the movie is already great, and then Nathan Nathan Fillion walks in and just totally. steals every scene he's in, and you're just like, this is this is just too good. It's just absolutely too good. Uh, and Clark Gregg, Clark Gregg is great in it. Um, man, and Alex Denisov. Mm-hmm. Oh man, everybody in that movie. It's really you sh- nobody should miss that movie because nobody wouldn't like it. You know who wouldn't like that movie? Uh, communists, yeah. commies, yeah, yeah, absolutely communists. Nazi commies. Seriously, that's my number eight. Cool. Uh, my number eight. I'll give you a little backstory. My favorite director is Sam Raimi. Um, okay, Sam Raimi <laughs> is such a cool director. He makes everything look really cool. Uh, he made a movie this year called Oz, called Oz the Great and Powerful. This is not my number eight movie. Yep. I was <laughs> um, going to say, uh, I know what he's doing, and he's not saying that it's, yeah. Um, but I did enjoy Oz the Great and Powerful. It's just, it just didn't make my top ten. Really? Yeah. Wow. But nice. a movie that his fingerprints are all over yep. made my top ten, and that movie is 2013's Evil Dead. Fuck <laughs> off. 
tonight. I read a passage from that book. I released something evil. Not shocked. Yeah, first <laughs> I knew it was going to be on the list somewhere. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, the movie is incredibly violent. Um, yeah, it's unrelenting. Uh, the uh, the makeup effects are amazing. Um, all practical. I thought that there was CG in it. I watched all the special features. There is not. There is a moment of CG in it, and that's just because I couldn't get the blood to drip off this girl's severed arm correctly. Yeah. Um, but all the blood that's on the ground, that's being rained, is all practical. Um, the uh, Jane Levy, who plays Mia, I think that's her name, yeah. is amazing. She's just great, man. Um, it's It's not... <coughs> It's not light like the first Evil Dead, where the first Evil Dead, there's still some comedy, and they make light of stuff. Yeah. This one is... There's a giant tree. Yeah. Like, this one is, hey, I hope you enjoy getting your senses shattered for an hour and a half, because once this movie starts, it doesn't stop. It's just nonstop, and, I mean, there's chainsaw saws in half, arms being ripped out of jeeps and (laughs) severed arms. Yeah. Um, Oh, the kneecap. Kneecap, oh. nondescript demon entities attacking people. Um, yeah, and if you see it for one reason, it's the scene where um, right after her character Mia is raped by trees, mm. um, she comes back into the cabin and she won't come out of her room. And her brother goes and sees her. And everyone thinks she's coming down because the story is she's on drugs. And so now she's coming down from you know cleaning her system. And she gives this performance where she says, there's something in the room with me. And uh, it's terrifying. Yeah. And if you uh, haven't seen Evil Dead, get ready to get your senses blown. Man. Because it's uh, it's quite the quite the ride. Yeah that that was a, that was a really great movie. Um, and and I was surprised how much I loved it, considering I'm. I know. So I was I was really worried that you wouldn't like it because it's so gross. And it is <laughs> it is straight up horror. But you know it's because they they make those characters so good. And uh, yeah, I I loved that one. So yeah, that was my number eight. Cool, Brad. Lucky number seven. Number seven for Brad is Zero Charisma. Thousands of years ago, early man gathered around the fire, developing the myths that define their culture. So we sit at the table, building heroes, and sing through them ourselves. Think your Xbox can do that? I don't have an Xbox. Good for you. I play World of Warcraft, though. It's Scott Wiedemeyer. We have an open seat starting Tuesday. What kind of games do you guys uh, host here? As a matter of fact, we have an opening for a new player. Hey guys, this is Miles. I brought a six pack if anyone wants one. Is that cool? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Beer's cool. 
Miles is pretty funny tonight, huh, Scott? I am Ulrich Benavon, keeper of the Stones of Light. I'm gonna throw my sword at his head. That's not what you're supposed to do. Role-playing is about more than just being funny, you know. What's hard is to get people emotionally invested in the story. <laughs> Nana, you promised you wouldn't disturb the I'm game. I'm just making myself a sandwich. Well, it's disturbing. No, you and your friends sitting in there pretending to be elves and fairies. That's what's disturbing. Wake up, guys. You can't trust him. He's not your friend. He's my nemesis. Huh. You want a game? You want my game? I'll give you a game. At the end of the day, it's a game. Don't you think there's more to it than that? The gods demand retribution! Whoops. Knock! Sorry, I thought this was a bathroom. Come with me now, and all is forgotten. And everyone gets 500 experience points. I fucking knew it. Really? Yeah, I knew number this seven. Really yeah. Well, I didn't know it was seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, wh- why did you think that? I don't know. I just uh, this seemed like a movie. Um, I mean, and I really liked it. It's not on my list. I really liked it. But just hearing you talk about it, and then as I was looking through my my movies from this year, I saw it and I went, "That's going to be on this list." I just yeah. Knew, I, yeah. It uh it bounced around in the bottom five for a while, and yeah. ultimately I settled on seven. Uh, but yeah, it was just uh. As far as movies about nerds go, I think they got it right. Um, yeah, it's it's, a, it's not like I don't I don't mind if someone makes fun of like <laughs> nerds in a movie, but um, there's but, a lot of stuff out there where it's like just they're lampooning the idea of what people think nerds are. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, oh, this is what they must do. They must sit around and talk on a podcast, talk about movies. Yeah, yeah. but we don't do that. They play Dungeons and Dragons. It's, and it's, a, it's yeah. that thing. Get I obsessed say, over yeah. stuff and. It's a thing I would say about Big Bang Theory, where I feel like it's written by people who wish they were nerds. Like Zero Charisma is written by people who are or have been nerds. Yeah, like they they know that content way too well to not be. Uh, it's yeah, it's a really impressive movie. Yeah, really honest. Um, and also, as far as the characters go, like the main character is pretty unlikable because he's yeah. such a shithead. Uh, but also, the person who's kind of causing him to act out the way he is. Um, you're kind of left guessing whether he's genuine or not, and the kind of twist at the end that you know kind of everyone's at fault uh, for what's going on is kind of refreshing. Like there's there's not like a like a a glossy like happy ending. Like everyone kind of gets their what's coming to them. So uh, definitely worth checking out. It's actually produced by the Nerdist Network or whatever. Hmm. Um, is it produced or released by? Released or produced? Yeah, um, that was the thing I never figured out. Yeah, I'm surp- I'm surprised it flew so f- low under the radar because yeah. uh, you think with how popular that channel is that they would uh, get it out there more. But uh, know, yeah, it'll be on DVD or Blu-ray, and you should check it out cool. for sure. Well, and it's on uh, Amazon Instant now, so you can just you can rent it that way too. Oh yeah, instant streaming. I forget that that's a, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I own I own digital so, copies of stuff. Yeah, I, did, I mean uh, hard copies. I don't own digital. Fuck that shit. Oh, yeah. well, I own both because they. Because one day the cloud's gonna go down, and yeah. where will you be? Mm-hmm. Oh no, I don't. I don't think I own anything just digital. But I do. I have like if there was a day where I went through all of my Blu-rays and turned in all those like 
you know, violet, ray, blue, mm-hmm. blue internet things. And you know, they expire, right? I do. That's okay. why. I, that's why I went through and turned a bunch of them in. Yeah. I think I had a couple that had expired. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't give a shit because I'm probably never going to use the things. Yeah. But it's always a nice backup. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're good for trips. Yeah. Except if it's ultraviolet, then you have to have a Wi-Fi connection, and you're fucking yeah. on a plane. Digital copy all the way. James, what's your number seven? <laughs> My number seven is a little movie from this year that, honestly, I will say, if, if anything on my list is too high, this might be it, because I've only seen it once. Uh, but I did really enjoy this movie, and it is The Spectacular Now. My name is Sutter Keeley. I got everything that I need right here. I've got a job. I've got a car. I've got a beautiful girl. I was the life of every party. you got to live in the moment. It's about this. This is beautiful. Woo! Hey. Where the hell am I? Do you live around here, Sutter? How do you know my name? You go to the same school. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm Amy. That's what I was going to say. Nice to meet you, Amy. What's your story? I don't really have any stories. What do you mean? Everyone's got a story. I don't know. I'd like to think that there's more to a person than just one thing. You know, I got to tell you, Sutter, Amy Finicky, it's just a strange choice for a rebound. You're 17 years old. You don't have an ex-boyfriend? No. Really? Sutter, guys don't look That's at me shocking. like that. I'm like... Yeah, absolutely, guys look at you like no, that. No, no, no. Amy, you're absolutely beautiful. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> and if she falls for you, what happens then? Should we take our shirts off? My sister, she's having this, like, fancy dinner party. Would you want to go with me? Yeah, what time? It's ten minutes. Oh, ten minutes from now? Yeah. I think it's good to have dreams, don't you? To dreams. I'll tell you something. I don't live in the past. I live in the now because that's what it's all about. You know, everyone's telling me i got to move on. I don't see what's so great about being an adult. Are you happy? You're not the joke everyone thinks, man. I love you. You don't love me. Yes, I do. And I thought she'd be the one to... Yank you out of neutral. Do you not see that I'm bad for you? You need to get away from me. Yeah. You have the biggest heart of anyone I know. I love these people. I do. I love these people. I love you all. This right here, this is beautiful. This is the youngest that we're ever going to be. This is our time. Live in the now. Cheers. Cheers. To you, Amy Finicky. To you, Sutter Keeley. Um, this is Lean Woodley's tit. <laughs> oh, you're the worst. What? Not- you see them? You do. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. It's actually kind of awkward because she's supposed to be like I'm it's a great sixteen. Yeah, it is. She's really it's young, an, right? <laughs> it's an amazing sequence. Like it's one of the most awkward sex scenes I think I've ever seen. In that it is, it's very real. I saw a more awkward one. I was looking through Brad's window last night. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I got some. I don't remember. Oh. No, that's why, that's why it was awkward. awkward. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice, nice job, Brad. Um, uh, yeah, is a absolutely fantastic movie. Uh, Miles Teller, I believe, is his name. Um, yeah, it's great. Plays a story of uh, plays Sutter, who is I mean, he's an alcoholic in high school, and uh, at, he's he's one of those like Ferris Bueller kind of characters where at first you really like him and you think he's really cool, and then as you learn more about like what's really going on in his life and who he really is and and how he is just fucking so much stuff up, um, 
you start to realize that like things are just falling down around him um and and you see just how self-destructive he is and i think every every performance in the movie is fantastic i think his chemistry with shailene woodley is maybe maybe my favorite and most romantic of the year i'll just you know maybe um they just something about the two of them it just really works this is the Uh, one that pained me that wasn't on my top 10 oh was it Mm -hmm. oh man because I didn't, I only saw it once. I really I enjoyed it, and, and I, I couldn't think, remember how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I think that's why, like, I really had to think about it a lot and really decide because I, I'm sure that when I buy, because I'm, de- I'll definitely buy it, and week. when I watch it, I'll watch it probably multiple times, and and mm-hmm. as I do, I'm sure it'll it'll climb up there even higher, um, like Avatar. No, 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 more like an more like an up five year old joke. Does that bring it get old? Uh, n- no, I always think it's funny. Thanks, Ryan. Fuck. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's it's really well made. The story they're telling is is great, and and is one that stuck with me for a while. Uh, there were a lot of little sort of coming of age indie movies this year. Um, one of the other ones that was really good that wasn't on my list was was The Kings of Summer. Uh, and as much as I love that movie and is really fun, something about the spectacular now just sort of uh, I carried that with me a little bit more. Um, so yeah, that was my number seven. All right, my number seven. It's getting dark, guys. It's so fucking dark. Wait, wait it's, here. it's getting darker after Evil Dead. Evil Dead, like darker yes, than Evil Dead, because something like this is rooted in reality. My number seven is Prisoners. Happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving! Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Can I take Joy to our house? Wear a hat, please. You're just getting over a cold. Where are sisters? I can't find them. Anna? Joy? I checked the entire house. They're not here. They weren't outside. It's starting to rain, I think. Dad, there's this RV, and they were playing on it. There was, we thought there was someone inside. So you wait here. Let me go. I couldn't find them. 911. Detective Loki. <laughs> Do you have children, detective? I'm going to find your daughters. Caller reported an RV was parked at a rest stop off Route 46. Show me your hands! Where'd you put those girls? Where are they? What do you got? We didn't find anything. This thing's clean. That boy has never been in trouble a day in his life. They're letting him go. What? The police said they're letting him go today. Why aren't you sending someone out to go arrest this guy? Well, he has the IQ of a 10-year-old. There's no way he could abduct two girls and then make them disappear. Maybe he wasn't on his own. We're considering all possibilities. I don't think you are considering all possibilities. Just let me do my job. Four days have passed since Anna Dover and Joy Birch were last seen by their families. I have nine level three offenders living within a 10-mile radius. Keep knocking on doors. Mind if I take a look around? Why don't you tell me his name? He said he took them. Did he say he was with anybody? We found something. Every day, she's wondering why I'm not there. Me, not you, not you, but me! What in the world did you do? Someone has to make him talk or they're gonna die. Five days have been gone now, we're running out of time. You don't even know that it's him. You left him with someone and he knows where this guy is. Why aren't you telling me? This ain't right. Why? This guy's a fake. The girls are still out there. 
with the one where you're like, oh my god, is this movie ever going to end? Because I'm really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I just want to get out of this fucking Make theater. it stop. Just, Make find it stop. The, just find the girl so I can go home. Oh um, my god. Uh, it also has my favorite performance of the year, and that's Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Um, I think the movie is really disturbing. It also tells an interesting story. Um, you think it's going to go one way, and it kind of goes the other way. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal is really great as Detective Loki. Um, I don't know. I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was really well shot, really well acted. Um, because I, you know, it's one of those questions that you'd ask yourself, how far would you go to find your daughter if she was kidnapped? And especially with someone with who Paul Dano plays a mentally handicapped person, maybe. And how far would you push to get that information? And I mean, there's some really disturbing moments in it and it's unrelenting. And, um, the ending is, you know, ambiguous to say the least. (laughs) Um, it's just it's just an interesting movie, and I really I, I hate to say I enjoyed it because it's so dark, but I really <laughs> enjoyed the movie. Fuck, oh, I, yeah. I enjoyed I really enjoyed this movie because one for the performances and one for how well it was shot, and um, to see Hugh Jackman be like that is great because yeah. I mean he also made Kate and Leopold, so to see <laughs> him do a movie wh- where he's just who he is and being able to just be raw is is quite a feat. Yeah. Oh. He, um, it's also a really good mystery. I think. I, I mm-hmm. think it's a mystery story that they tell, and I think that's part of why it is as as palatable as it ends up being. Like, it's, yeah, it's a hard movie, but but there is this mystery driving it forward that uh, and driving sort of the the thriller aspects of it. Mm-hmm. So you don't feel like you're just sitting in the misery of these parents and what they're doing. You're also trying to figure out what really happened, mm-hmm. and um, and that's part of it. I also want to add, and I meant to because I just rewatched this recently. Um, and I meant to say this then. You know, we've given Terrence Howard a lot of shit lately, um, and deserved. But mm-hmm. man, his performance in this movie it's is also too. fantastic. The uh, the hammer sequence and what what Terrence Howard is doing in the background of that sequence. No. Oh man, is it good? Like he's he's really solid. I mean, every performance is. But yeah, I just wanted to bring his up in particular, just since since we've been calling him an asshole for about three months. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say mean things about Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, fuck him. Robert Downey Jr. is a god. He's a saint among men. He's an Iron Man? Uh, what? Insert. And your number six is... Here. Brad! Hey, wow, we've gone through all these movies with no repeats so far. I know, That's right? right? Very divided. Very lists. divided. All right. Number six is... Monsters University. Officially a college student! Mike Wazowski. James B. Sullivan. Like Bill Sullivan? He's my dad. I expect big things from you. I just need to ace my classes, graduate with honors, and become the greatest scarer ever. Were you kissing my hand? And what about you with all your shedding? I don't shed. Really? The star player has just arrived. You're my hero! This is a party for scare students. I am a scare student. I mean, for scare students who actually, you know, have a chance. Just wait, Hotshot. I'm going to scare circles around you this year. (laughs) (laughs) Behold, my brother.
brothers of Uzma Kappa. I'm Art. Tell you, man, let's keep a dream journal. I'm a dance major. And I'm not. They're not exactly the scariest group in the world. Smile! Hi, Mom! <laughs> I thought I could show everybody that Mike Wazowski is something special. Just reach deep down and let the scary out. Boys! Oh, scary. Up top. <laughs> the whole school is finally going to see what Mike Wazowski can do. Time to go to work. Scary feet, scary feet, scary feet. The kid's in the bathroom. <laughs> Angry Poodle. Jazz Clown. Fiant Phyllis. <sighs> in the morning. Quiet. What's so scary about a little old librarian? I said. Move it, move it. Hey! I want a piece of that action. Tentacles and serpents' wings, they do. <laughs> Can't wait to start scaring with you, brothers. We're gonna rip you to pieces. Don't go in there. Have fun, kids. I'll just be here listening to my tunes. Yay! Aww. Oh, I was right. <laughs> Little Mike Wazowski is the cutest fucking thing that's ever <laughs> oh, been. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it good? It's on my list because uh, it's just impressive that <laughs> Pixar can still make a sequel, uh, a quality sequel uh, of a property. You know, most most other franchises, you know, have diminishing returns, but uh, Pixar always manages to find, like, a, the core of a story, um, of something that's existing and, like, find another angle to it and like make it really impressive so and obviously this time around the animations improved incredibly like there's a lot more detail a lot oh, more yeah, yeah. Um, there was a shot they can do the shot at the beginning where it's the school bus is driving and the leaves are falling is freaking stunning yeah it's maybe the most beautiful shot of the year and the whole campus like there's yep. just a yeah. lot of depth to it and like a lot of inventive ideas uh for all the different games and uh even better is like i was I remember the podcast where you're talking about the ending where uh, it's really heavy for a kid's movie yeah. mm -hmm. to tell kids. Uh, like Usually the movies the are lesson. like, follow your dreams and everything will be okay. And this one is like, yeah, sometimes your dreams don't come true or, <laughs> yeah. they, or they manifest in ways you don't expect. So yeah. through a lot of like different hard work and stuff. Yeah, it's sort of a, like a, yeah, try the best you can to, to, to follow those dreams, but but also know that they won't they won't come true exactly the way you want them to and that they they will grow and change it you know i mean in some ways they in some ways they do but it's that moment by the lake when he really realizes like no the truth is in the real world i can't get what i want uh and that's just it's crazy i mean it's also a perfectly fair lesson to teach kids especially in, in that kind of a palatable way especially nowadays where kids feel so fucking up <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> feel so great about themselves yeah yeah and so privileged and like a lot of them want to be american idol want to be singers but some yeah. of them just don't have the pipes no matter mm. how, how hard they train and even when they do they'll only have been on american idol yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, harsh hey, come on name like five people who are now famous from yeah it's what it's kelly clarkson carrie underwood um, that's it. Twelve seasons. <laughs> that's all I two. got. You yeah. you started so strong, yeah. like yeah. fuck uh, you, yeah, guys, like, I could do James, it. Like, William One, Hung. two. <laughs> um, William Hung didn't win. <laughs> he didn't win. Um, but no, it's funny with Monsters University. I was unfortunately not able to see it. I was 
working or some bullshit. Yeah. And uh, I was, I said, should I buy this movie? I mean, I'm buying it without seeing it. And then my brain kicked in. It's, it's Pixar, dude. Come on. Just, you can get <laughs> yeah. it. You'll be all right. Pixar does that to me, too. Like, I remember seeing, like, having to go see Ratatouille. And we were like, what should, it was my birthday. Mm-hmm. This is 2007. And we we're like, oh, what should we see? Like, there's nothing good out. Uh, whatever. We'll see Ratatouille. As if, like, exactly. we're expecting it to be bad. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, then we watched it and we're like, oh, yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Why wasn't this our first choice? Yeah. yeah. Well, and you left out the bit where you had forgotten that you ordered it. So one day, oh, it, it right. was almost like, like Amazon just sent you a text like, hey, um, uh, Monsters University is coming in the mail. Like, you know, we knew you were going to like that. We made the choice for back you. weeks. It was Monsters University and. Something else. I did not remember pre-ordering Monsters University. I do not remember doing it. And I came home and I didn't check my um, Amazon account. And I had a package from Amazon. I'm like, what the hell do I have a package from Amazon for? Monsters University was in was in it. <laughs> and I was happy. Yeah. It's a good movie. Nice choice. Nice choice. James, nice what's your number six? My number six? Definitely a, a little quiet sleeper. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who here who has seen this movie. Um, oh, it's mud. Fuck. My number six is Contiki. By crossing the Pacific for 5,000 miles, I will prove that Peruvians were the first to settle Polynesia. It's uh, further than from uh, Chicago to uh, Moscow. Look around you. Every book in here offers some theory or another. Mr. Hardo. Doubtless the story of Norwegians drowning in the Pacific will sell a lot of magazines. But not this one. You want your theory to be accepted? Then go ahead. Drift from Peru to Polynesia on a balsa wood raft. I ain't some kind of those letters there. Push for that theory then. This is a movie I 
I didn't think this was going to be on my top ten, and then a couple of weeks ago, I, I rewatched it with my folks. Uh, and I talked about Mud so much, I was like, Kantiki's probably not going to be on his list. <laughs> <laughs> he was so excited uh, early in the year, and then all this other stuff yeah, has come out. Yeah, and it is funny that like I a year ago, a little over a year ago, I saw that first video about... It wasn't even a trailer. It was just a video about the making of this one shot of a, of a shark mm-hmm. uh, and the CG of that shark. And I was just so wildly impressed by that that I was like, oh, man, I really got to see this movie. Um, and lo and behold, I fucking love this movie. Uh, it is the story of Tor Heyerdahl who, um, in sort of his anthropological studies, decided that Polynesia, he believed that Polynesia was actually settled by Peru. Um, he wrote all these papers, but nobody would publish them because they all said, like, no, if you look in history books, the history books say that they were not. So clearly you're wrong. Uh, and finally some dude said to him, like, look, if you want to prove this, you're just going to have to build a raft and float it there yourself because nobody else believes you. Uh, and, of course, that guy was joking. And Tor Heyerdahl, uh, who is a crazy pants and does stupid stuff to make a point, he uh, he decides to actually do it. And he gets these dudes who've never, like, only one of them had ever even sailed before. And they strapped together a bunch of balsa wood logs and built this raft and and they go out and and with no real control decide to float across the Pacific Ocean. Um, and I, I just think it's a, a fantastic story shot amazingly well. Uh, I am I am really excited for the next Pirates of the Caribbean movie because it's directed by the guys who made this. Um, and, you know, it, you believe that these guys are alone on the ocean Um and of course, you know it's a it's a little Swedish movie or Norwegian movie. It's not; it costs them basically nothing, but it is it is so impressive and gorgeous to look at. Um, it also has, hands down, the most badass sequence of the year. Like, I, and I don't want to talk about it. I mean, obviously, I sort of hinted at at it. It's something to do with sharks. Um, but you won't know it when it starts. It's Do they pull vault over the sharks? Yes. Yeah, they Sweet. literally jump over some sharks. They put two rafts. They get two rafts. They steal another raft, put them over each other, and they jump over sharks. Sweet. No. Um, but it's a it's an amazing shot. It's this super long shot that that you don't realize what's happening, and when it starts happening, you go, "What the fuck? They can't. What they are? What this movie has gone insane?" And then you go and you look at the history, and no. Tor Heyerdahl and his men actually did do this shit. Um, it's a really uh, impressive and inspiring story, uh, and one that I kept going back to. Uh, it also has my favorite score of the year, the one that I kept listening to the most because I think just think it's gorgeous. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a little movie that most people did not see, but I definitely think people should check it out. I I think most people would really love it. Very cool. My my number six is another one no one has picked yet. Yeah, I, t- I told you this year was yeah. going to be almost 30. My number six is a superhero movie. What superhero movie could it be? It's Hugh Jackman back to back. It's The Wolverine. My God, my God, my God, my God. I've been trying to find the Wolverine for over a year. 
to say thank you for saving his life all those years ago. There is a time when our enemies knew honor. I wanted to offer you something no one else can. A gift. You have struggled long enough. I can end your eternity. Make you mortal. What they did to me. What I am. Can't be undone. Don't be so sure. I'm not healing it before. His flesh is weak now. Eternity can be a curse. A man can run out of things to live for. Um, I really enjoyed the Wolverine. I thought it was a different take on the superhero genre. Um, also, uh, it's just it's darker. Um, where Wolverine's kind of a lone guy. He's he's killing people. He doesn't want to be a superhero. Um, he's haunted by mistakes he's made. I mean, a lot of superheroes are, but it's uh, sounds like the first X Men. It's uh, no, no. I, I well, think the it's first X Men. He's trying to figure out who he is. He's but, reluctant yeah. to join the team. Well, in, in this one, time. in this one, he is reluctant to be the Wolverine. Yeah. He's trying to discover who he really is. Um, and I, I think it is being that it only has the one character. I think it is more character driven than most, most of the non Marvel stuff, Marvel studios. I mean, uh, I think some of their, their Marvel, the, those Marvel movies have done it, but this one, yeah, like he, he really feels fleshed out. And I just thought it was a really interesting take. I like the, uh, Japan setting. I like that he was killing a bunch of ninjas in it. Um, I, I like the progression of his character throughout the the movie where he, I mean, it, it was ballsy for them to make a sequel to the most hated X-Men movie, Wild. Um, a movie that I don't think is actually that bad, mm-hmm. but I think the, cause the Wolverine parts in it are interesting to me. And yeah. I think grippling, um, trying to grip with the facts that you're the murderer of the person you love, it, I think it's a powerful statement and he feels like he's cursed, but at the end of the day, when he's confronted with, you know, are you going to choose your life uh, as a superhero and who doesn't age, or you can just give me the life that you so don't want? And I think that's a that's an interesting conflict that you have with someone who's immortal. I mean, and he he decides that no, he's a hero, and he's gonna even when he doesn't want to be, he's still going to be a hero. And I thought it was a really interesting take on the character. And I, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was wonderfully shot. I think the acting in it's really good. Um, as good as, I mean, I, I forgive some of the Japanese actors speaking English, but um, I think Hugh Jackman was really good this year. And I mean, embodying the Wolverine and Logan. And I just really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. No, it's a fun one. Are you, um, 
Are you sort of judging it more on the unrated version? Uh, sure. But but either it's not like <laughs> it's not like with the other two we've talked about where those unrated versions really mm-hmm. like make well, the movie a lot better. I wouldn't say it makes it better. Um, it is a lot more violent. There is a scene that's cut from the theatrical one, which is the most elaborate one that's cut from the theatrical. Is when he goes to that snow village and he fights all those um, ninjas. There is a part in it that they cut out of the theatrical part where I forget his like bodyguard girl. Um, she drives a snowplow that has like these blades underneath, and he's stabbing ninjas and throwing them into them, <laughs> and so like blood nice. shooting everywhere. Wow! Um, Should have left that in. Yeah, and then <laughs> I would enjoyed it more. Um, <laughs> and then there's a part to th- uh, the only major. I mean, there's a lot more character moments in it, but the part that stood out the most to me is uh, he goes to see that one, um, like Miyoko, me and Marioko. I forget her name. Uh, fiance and she has those like two hookers in there and he says why would I be afraid of you and he says well I could throw you out that fucking window if you want yeah and, uh, that's uh, awesome yeah so it, it's pretty fun yeah and I mean I really liked it cool I like you Jackman yeah I mean that movie uh, that movie almost convinced me that bone claws were cool now it's also not in my top 10 because of bone claws so that's the only reason why no that's gonna say that's pretty fucking weak <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a, it would almost be enough uh, did you that, not get it yet? Oh no, I do. I have a really that really thick black case down there in alphabetical order by the W's. Yeah, see the big th- the big thick. Oh, black you got one? the del- super deluxe. Yeah, it's the only version you could get the. Uh... Yeah, yeah, that one only came. That was the unleashed edition. Of oh, the yeah, Wolverine. It's, it's just your turn, Brad. Just put the mic down. No big deal. Yeah, look at the Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, great. So yeah, just I, I saw show most here. of it at Best Buy. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys don't like it, fuck you. I don't care. I like the Wolverine. Yeah. No, no. It's, it's, it's a good list. choice. Yeah, uh-huh. no, it's a good choice. Number five, Brad. Number five for Brad is... Cock. That's right. Cock the movie. <laughs> Starring myself. <laughs> uh, nope. Number five for Brad is actually the incredible Burt Wonderstone. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking love that movie, especially the... Oh. Did, I, did I steal something? No. Oh, I okay. wish this were my top ten. Well, well here, here's a trailer. I don't think we allowed for the trailer to play. No. Maybe if I... No, we did. Did we? Yeah. I don't think so. Listen to me, Bert. Nobody likes you. Nobody will ever like you. Welcome to the amazing world of magic. Wow. <laughs> Everyone loves a magician, and they'll love you too. Do you want to be my partner? More than anything. I'm Bert Wonderstone. And I'm Anton Marvelson. But of course, you already knew that. Your ticket sales suck. <laughs> what? Steve Gregg, they're calling him the future of magic. This guy's a magician. He doesn't even have a costume. I'm sure you've seen people walk on red hot coals, but I doubt you've seen anyone spend the night on red hot coals. You need to do something fresh. So this is where old entertainers go to die. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not so old. May I see that for a minute? Watch this. What have you done? I'm a magician. Should have explained that to you earlier. You're Rance Holloway. I had your magic kit as a kid. I'll give you your money back. What you're feeling right now, that's why you became a magician. How did you do that? It's partially deboned. 
What you do is not magic. It's natural for a dying leaf to be frightened by the autumn wind. Your skin makes me cry. We need some sort of grand illusion. You and Bert Wonderstone plan to stay in the box an entire week? For 12 days, he's held his What is going through your mind? I really have to pee, Richard. It's time for my final disappearing act. He has gone to a better place. Goodbye, Rance. He's under the bed. I know. Sleeper pick. Sleeper pick. Sleeper pick. Uh, That's a good one. I, since I've seen it in the theater, it's not as funny because obviously I know what's coming, but it's really on my list because it was the first movie of this year that I really enjoyed. Mm. So, and I think that was what, March, April? Yeah. So yeah. like two months had gone by. There was a okay stuff mm-hmm. in between then, but The Incredible Robert Wonderstone was a ton of fun, and I was like, yes, something that is going to end up on my top ten list, <laughs> Yeah, assuming another ten movies don't come out that I love more. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was just funny, off the wall. Um, I have a feeling a lot of people didn't get it. Yeah, it it's a corny concept. Mm-hmm. Like, you would think the jokes... And it's, it's actually not as raunchy no. as a lot of movies uh, that like a lot of comedies are this year it's actually kind of safe yeah uh but it still managed to be just incredibly funny especially like like subtle little background jokes when like jim carrey floats away conversation and amazing um dude the dove out of the salt shaker yeah (laughs) how did you do that i deboned it uh yeah steve carell is just completely oblivious (laughs) and like rude to everyone (laughs) and you're surprised he even changes it all by the end (laughs) yeah uh yeah, just I mean, a ton of fun. And like Matty O'Connor, Zach Eastman, and Spencer, they saw yeah. it with us. Yeah, that was and they a were fun cracking one. up even more than we were. <laughs> yeah. So. Because, too, I mean, there's so many. Ch- you know, you're talking about the hidden jokes. It's not a hidden joke, but, you know, there's the part where he kicks uh, Anton, uh, Anton Wonder. What's. It's Anton Wonderstone. No, no Anton. Anton. <sighs> oh, shoot. Anyways, he kicks him off. They have this big falling out, and he's trying to do the magic tricks without him. Yeah. And he's yeah. he's crawling across the ground to get to the the hangman and stuff like that. And oh, Marvelton, Anton Marvelton, yeah. yeah. And Anton Marvelton goes to Africa to give kids magic kits. <laughs> that doesn't make any oh, sense. Yeah. I think they'd Turns out they clean water. Yeah, they just wanted food and clean water. <laughs> I I think my one of my favorite jokes, maybe over the entire year, is when he when he has dinner with uh, Olivia Wilde and, and is really nice and wants to clean the table and he picks up the plates and takes them and Puts sits them, them outside, outside the door. Because <laughs> he and you just room service yeah, to take Yeah, you just so did not expect that to happen. Yeah, um, yeah there's a lot of really smart jokes like that. And, and yeah, you're right. Like, I showed this movie to my parents. Like, it's PG-13 and it's still, it's still really funny. Yeah. Um, it doesn't need that crutch. Uh, so, yeah. Man, I wish I could have had it on my top ten. <laughs> Good choice. Yeah. James. My number top 10. I think this is the first time I'm probably going to sweep the leg here. I think this is the first. Yeah. But um, my number my number four, right? Five. Five. Are we at five? Five. Let me make sure. Let me just just make sure. Yep. Okay. My number five. He doesn't even listen to you. He has headphones on. No. (laughs) No, I just just forgot the number. I was on the right movie. Uh, My number five is also a comedy. It's The World's End. And we're 
back. Just like the five musketeers. Three musketeers, innit? Well, nobody knows how many there were, really, do they? You know that the three musketeers is a fiction, right? Written by Alexander Dumas. A lot of people are saying that about the Bible these days. What, that it was written by Alexander Dumas? Oh, don't be daft, Steve. It was written by Jesus. Are we there, yeah? Let's do this! They haven't seen each other in 20 years. I'm free to do what I want. But tonight, they're returning to their hometown to finish the ultimate bar crawl. This is our chance to finally conquer the Golden Mile. 12 pubs, 12 pints. And this time, they're going to make it to the last bar, the world's end. Let's go! What do you recommend? Beer. We'll have five of those, please. Four of those and a tap water. What? Look who it is. Wow. Long time. Gary. Willkommen. Bienvenue. Welcome. Well, it's weird, isn't it? You come back and everything's sort of different. I suggest you get on your way. Welcome home, boys. It's not us that's changed. It's the town. It's all right. I'm not trying to have sex with you. There's something I need to tell you right now. Unless you do want to have sex, in which case I'll tell you afterwards. Tell me right now. What did you say, sir? Newton Haven has been taken over by robots. Did you believe him? She head back to London. A, we're all drunk. B, we've got blood on our hands. It's more like ink. We've got ink on our hands. Ah! From the creators of Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Let's climb down the drain pipe. I got a better idea. Climb down the drain pipe. The only way to survive the night what? is to make it all the way to the world's end. Where are the others? They're blending in. Hello, I am a robot. We're just five friends on a night out, <laughs> having a good time. The world's end. What the hell is that? I we are going to get to the world's end if it kills us. Oh, no. Excellent choice. Yeah, this is... Uh, my number five is the world's end, too. Ah! <laughs> cool. Wow, you guys felt Great. the same about it. Yeah. <laughs> After I, I love all, all these movies that we didn't have repeats, and then we had one that lines up exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not saying we haven't had repeats. We just haven't met, found the repeats yet. <laughs> okay. Um... Yeah, man. You have the Wolverine a... higher than me? Yeah, <laughs> I just actually my number one. I knew it. Um, <laughs> spoiler. It's because of the bone claws. Uh, I, yeah, this movie is just friggin' fantastic. It's awesome. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't even want to go into that conversation about where it stands in Edgar Wright's movies. Like, <laughs> yeah, he just. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a silly conversation. Him? Like, they're all just. I know. So... It's, it's, I don't know. It's some something something just triggered. I shouldn't have even brought it up. I think Shaun um, of the Dead's his best one, but you know, me. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it's Scott Pilgrim, but still, um, the, Brad, yeah, the movie is just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're like, I, I hate seeing that conversation no, online I know. about like ranking the three. Like they're all insanely entertaining. They're all very intricate and like, mm-hmm. yeah, have tons of stuff. Like there's so much on the screen, yeah. like not just in like a story, but like uh, the background jokes and like the subtle, like and the, I dialogue. Think the, the risks he takes as a storyteller. A lot of people wouldn't take. Yeah. I mean, whether, I mean, he ends the world. In the world's end. Spoilers, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I think the reason why I kind of like bringing it up with this movie is because one of the really great things I can say about this movie is that it is it is way more dramatic, that its characters are way 
uh, way more fleshed out than in those other movies. And visually, man, like you look at those action sequences. I cannot friggin' wait for him to do Ant-Man. Like he is so mm-hmm. a, a just visually very different director who is doing something really unique. It's really creative. Um, yeah, yeah. Like it's just so much fun to watch his movies. He could be, he could be telling a completely dog shit story and it would still be fun to watch just because of what he would do in the camera, not well, just yeah, with the camera, but in the camera, the huge brawl in the bar. It's the camera just moving from action, to action to yeah. action. Yeah. And no cuts. And it's just, it's it's wonderful. It's also some of the best dialogue of the year. If, yeah. Like watching it again, um, it, and it's a movie that honestly probably deserves to be higher because of just this one, just this one thing, uh, which is that you watch it again, and there are so many jokes going by so fast because he's got, like, you you almost want to just read his script because there are jokes buried in the way that those characters talk back and forth, and the way that the the you know dialogue from a different character will finish the sentence of one before it, and little things like that that are just layered in some of the most creative ways. Like the the script is just unbelievably tight, and it's also it's funny. It's a movie that like I think we all walked out of really liking, and then it's maybe one of our best episodes of the show, and or at least one of our most our most best interesting of the show of the podcast. Um, okay. One of our most interesting conversations about about the movie we reviewed that week because uh, we had Zach Eastman on that time. Uh, and the way we delved into that movie, and, and by the time we were done, I loved that movie so much more and realized really what Edgar Wright was trying to talk about mm-hmm. um, and what he was trying to say with those characters. And it it's just so smart and so much fun. Um, yeah. It, sheesh. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's it's really well done. I mean... I don't think you can even point to anything Edgar writes down that's saying, mm, that's shit. I mean, even yeah, his oh, no. TV and things like oh, that. Oh, yeah, everything on Space You Did, yeah, dude is. It's well done. And it's entertaining, again. Yeah. Um, if I sit down and I want to watch a movie, I can put that in at any time and be entertained by it. And yeah. I don't care how many times I've seen it. Just well done. Um, and and it says a lot, too, about and t- society. Yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah. I mean, just like most of his movies, it's not just, you know, oh, this is a cool sci-fi action movie. I mean, he's, he has a message he's saying to it and yeah. how reliant we are on technology and is it better to just ignore what's happening around us and continue with your life? Yeah, it's a good one. It is. Brad? So I guess you're back to me because... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That yeah, that was two of us. Yeah, <laughs> man. We're already in the... F- See, I told you it was four. Mm-hmm. Brad's number four is another comedy. Nice. This is the end. Yeah. Good morning, sunshine. Guys, guys, wake up! Danny's alive! He's eating all the fucking food! Oh, it's cool, man. I fucking made this for you guys. Dude, this shit's supposed to last us till we get rescued! Wait a second. I know what happened. You guys dropped acid, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Craig doesn't have any pants on. He got fucking wild, probably danced, sweated all over the place. You got white shit all over your mouth, Frankie. You probably sucked somebody's dick. Jonah over here probably watched and jerked off. Jay, I didn't even know you were in town. Good to see you. Danny, we're not on acid. We didn't suck each other's dicks. James Franco didn't suck any dick last night. Now I know y'all are tripping. Do you actually not know what happened last night? Daniel, you may want to stay seated for a second because some really messed up stuff happened and there were a lot of fatalities. Okay, tell me about these fatalities. Dude, Siegel's dead. Crumholz is dead. Michael Sarah's dead. Yes, and Michael Sarah's gone. It's not a total loss, huh? 
Michael Sarah's dead. Not funny, man. Really, not funny. Seth, that's a better performance than you've given in your last six movies. Where the fuck was that in Green Hornet, huh? Jonah, you're an Academy Award-nominated person. You need to be fucking selling that shit, dude. Fatalities. There was some fatalities. Fatalities. Okay, now that was good. That was good. Does it seem like we're fucking joking? Who's that? just drank my own pee for the first time and it ain't bad uh yeah i know i was impressed with the burt wonderstone for being kind of like safe comedy you can show your parents <laughs> uh, and then your i go and put this, this is the end higher exactly not that yeah, yeah. What, what scene would you not show your parents <laughs> pretty oh, much all of come them. on your face james yeah. <laughs> well, how about, how pretty about, much the whole movie i would yeah. not recommend how about the part where jonah hill gets raped by a demon <laughs> with a huge dick yeah <laughs> and and you see it yeah it's yeah. not like you know uh, leave me alone oh my god this is real <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man i know i this was so close to being my top ten. I w- I've watched it like four times just because oh, yeah. there's so many little jokes. Um, I put like on the card it says most relentlessly funny movie of the year. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. just... Because when you watch it again, you miss little character moments. I mean, one of I mean it's really a big moment, but I forgot it. It had me laughing so hard when I watched it again um, after the the shit happens and they're in their house and the, everybody's panicking and that one guy gets like one of James Franco's like art things kills him or comes to the thing and Craig Robinson gets a little cut and he's like, fuck your house, Franco. <laughs> and uh, there's a part where they say, I don't want to die in James Franco's house. And James Franco's in the background with he's putting up his, you know, shoulders like, what the fuck is he talking about? He doesn't want to die in my house. And, and it's so smart too. Cause they play on each one of those guys perceived personas, you know, where James Franco is a narcissistic, weird artsy guy. It's a bold move to like, yeah, play characters with like your name like obviously it's like the pod show where we're playing heightened versions of ourselves mm-hmm. like to market a movie where you're playing like your actor your celebrity persona mm-hmm. it's pretty like out there <laughs> non-traditional you know and uh franco keeping all his props from his movies yeah. <laughs> things like that and <laughs> they get scared when they see the spider-man 3 cut out it's <laughs> 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 fucking yeah, that's, yeah. Shit like that's that. a really clever movie yeah i'm referencing all like movies like five boys mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good movie yeah and there's also like a decent like story about friendship you mm-hmm. know you know it starts out as like just a wacky comedy but then you realize like there's this under this bubbling tension that uh yeah actually means something at the yeah. end yeah james franco sacrificing himself only to be eaten <laughs> yeah. Danny, McBride <laughs> Danny McBride becomes a cannibal. Channing Tatum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they give him his gun to go out because they're kicking McBride out, and then he tries to shoot them all. Yeah. <laughs> it's a prop gun, you dick. <laughs> Just stupid shit. It's it's a great movie. It really is. It's funny. Yeah. I had fun with that one too. Back to James, number four. Alright. My number four. Um I I can't believe that this movie is on my list. I can't believe that this movie is so high on my list. Uh, my number four 
is Evil Dead. Wow. Wow. That's really high on there. Oh, yeah, right. We don't need to... No, we, we don't need the trailer. trailer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did that already. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this is the first time we've really had like a like a repeat repeat. Um, yeah, I just... Something about this movie, I... I really enjoy watching it. Um, and I and I really, I think part of it is that they, unlike so many other horror movies that I have seen, um, you know, not that I'm, you know, I haven't seen a lot of the, like, sequels to slashers and stuff like that. But, you know, I saw Texas Chainsaw this year. That's a horror movie. It is a horror movie. Um, but unlike so many of those. Horribly bad. <laughs> uh, they They really focus on those characters well enough that I really... I really care about those people, even in the even in the little the little time that we have with them before everything mm-hmm. goes to hell. Um, and then later on top of that, that once the stuff starts happening, uh, it is so intense and such a like a a visceral sort of thrill ride of a movie um, that even if what you were seeing weren't horrible, the way he builds tension is so great mm-hmm. that I think it would still be entertaining for me. Um, I mean. Yeah, it's weird for me to love watching a movie where you just watch fucking horrible shit happen so much. But it's a movie that on, not not only did I buy on Blu-ray the day it came out, but I have rewatched multiple times wow. since it did. Um, it's really, it's a weird experience for me. Um, but I, I, I don't know what it is that that about this movie that sticks with me. But I, I, I really love it um, and look forward to watching it again. Um, so yeah, that's my number four. Awesome, I love it, love it. Uh, I can't, I can't believe I came in over on, like, higher than you on that one. Well, that's because my number four is my favorite horror movie of the year. Oh, um, I'm the only one who's seen this movie. Uh, not a lot of people saw this movie. Um, it actually was made two years ago, but it sat on a shelf for two years because they didn't know what to do with it. Um, my number four movie is Your Next. I just want you all to know how much it means to us that you're all here. Thanks to mom and dad. Beautiful. Just a perfect day. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank thee for thy food and help us to do our part with kind words and loving deeds. Amen. Amen. Yeah. 
Um, they, they decided what to do with it was dump it in October and not let not make anybody go see it. Apparently, yeah, with horrible trailers and not the, very good marketing. Yeah, like oh, it's just like every yeah. other horror movie, right? No, yeah. if it had been out in theaters longer, I would have gone to see it. Yeah. I know that's. I mean, well, I, but it I, wasn't out because nobody went and saw it because the marketing so bad. I still think it made like twelve million dollars. It only cost like two million or something to make. So I mean, it's still oh, made there's a something else that came out that week that bombed with it. Yeah, what was uh, that? It was uh, After Earth, I think, wasn't it? Was that October? No, that was in the no, summer. it was mm-hmm. earlier in the year. It doesn't matter. I, part yeah. of it was that it, it came out like two or three weeks after The Conjuring, I believe. Yeah. So it was oh, no. Or, or it really came out close. with The World's End. That, yes. That's right. Yep. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it came up against The World's End, yeah. That's right. Which uh, I went to see and not that. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> Understandable. Um, but this movie takes your home invasion and kind of turns it on its head. Um, this, it's a story about these kids go to their parents' 35th an- wedding an- or yeah, 35th marriage anniversary and um, they are all killed in horrible ways. Um, but what the part they didn't sh- tell you was that there's a really badass chick in it who is not a victim. She actually makes the people that are killing her victims. So uh, it's really clever. It's it's funny. Um, there's nudity. There's gore. Um, there's a twist at the end. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorite horror movies in a long time. It's just really well done. Cool. Um yeah, and I can't wait to own it. It comes out, I think, next week. Sweet. Or the week after. I don't remember. I pre-ordered it already, so when it shows up, I'll be excited. <laughs> I've, I've only seen it once because it's out of theaters so fast. Yeah. It's one of those movies I wanted to experience again, but I remember it sticking with me for how clever it was. Um, and yeah, I just really enjoyed it. So yeah, you're next, Brad, with number three. I am next. Yeah, Brad, you're next. <laughs> no, no, we mean, yeah, you're next. Brad's number three... Is been done before. Star Trek Into Darkness. Oh, nice. Wow. And um, it was the first movie this year that I wanted to see twice. Oh, cool. Cool. So. Cool, cool. I think it's beautiful. Like, right away. Yeah. Like, I want to see Burt Wonderstone again, but yeah. Star Trek Into Darkness, I was like, I'm going the next morning because yeah. I got to see it again. That scene where they're running through the, like, colored pink and reds. Uh, yeah. The, at the planet beginning. is amazing. Yeah. And when the Enterprise comes out of the water, fuck. Yeah. It can't. Uh, the Enterprise is not built to uh, be underwater. Yeah. Thanks, Internet. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Oh. I, I watch movies because how cool they are. Yeah, me too. Yeah, there's <laughs> tons of fun. Yeah, mm. absolutely. It, what we it, didn't mention is how cool the Klingons were in that, too. Oh, well, I mean, I talked yeah. about how fucking cool those ships are. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't like the ships. Wings. I like the old birds you're, of prey. You're crazy, man. Way more interesting looking. Yeah, but this, is, this are... sort of calls to it. And they, and they flap. Yeah, they have, they have the essence there, yeah. but yeah. The, the design still looks kind of generic. Sci-fi, I don't care what anybody yeah. says. Chris Pine is a sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's a great yeah. movie. Because you were kind of like me with that one, where like, because you and I both saw it a second time before we did the review. I think you and I were both along the same lines of like when we first like needing to see it a second time before. Yeah, before even still really today, I'm it. just like, you know, the whole point of rebooting this franchise is to go in new directions. Yeah, and they started that way with the first one. Um, this and like the whole con story is so like high on a pedestal for a lot of people. Yeah. I'm just like, there's no reason to go to it. And I feel like in this movie, if they were going to touch it, they did a decent job, but they could have still gone with that story, but not done the obvious nods of like, yeah. Spock yelling Khan instead of Kirk. Right. And then, uh, the, like the hand on the glass and yeah. like or Kirk sacrificing himself. It just, a lot of the movie is more like the television episode space seed. So mm-hmm. I feel like if they just only did that episode as the movie instead of going to the to the Rathacon Star Trek Two movie, yeah, I think it probably wouldn't have 
alienated people as much. Yeah. Or me even that evening. But Oh, I totally agree. And in it, the end it's just like I found a place where the old movies are the old movies and they're they're locked into time and you know, these new ones are gonna be what they're gonna be and if they have similar looking <laughs> shots <laughs> right. so be it it's fine you know and that's yeah. the, the whole story is still fun to remember when they were boot franchise you, uh, evil dead spider-man you just have to remember to just take them for what that movie is yeah because if you don't then you're gonna end up yeah. judging it i think unfairly what? um because i mean i i it's not my top 10 the star trek this year but the 2009 star trek made me want to watch the other ones yeah um besides brad showed me six and it was fun but seeing the 2009 made me want to go back and watch all the other ones. And I mean, um, I one of my favorite experiences this year was going to see Wrath of Khan at midnight, you know, and yeah. and I own it on Blu-ray now. I bought it the same week because it's just such a cool experience. And I, I think Into Darkness is really cool. I think it's beautifully shot. And I mean, even the scene where Spock's fighting on the transporter stuff. and Oh, yeah. It's, no. it's just super cool. Man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I, I think that. Into Darkness is a little bit different than than some of those reboots because in this case they are so directly calling to those sequences. Like, well, like, I mean, Evil like Dead, a, they have trees, rape. It's exactly the same. Yeah, I, but you know, the, I'm. Yeah, you're right. Um, but what's interesting to me is that in seeing it multiple times, the reason why it ended up on my list is because I started seeing why they did it that way and what they were thinking and what that you know, like the con sequence. Even that, eventually, I really kind of liked because I realized, oh, they're not just doing it because they're because they want to pay homage to it. Like in that moment, it's it's a moment where Spock has this, this emotional reaction and gets furious and yells. Uh, and if I look at it that way and not as that homage, then it really works. You know, I, I think it works really well. Um, so yeah, no, it's a it's a good movie. It's a good choice. Yeah, James, your number James, three. James, number three. My number three has is also a repeat. See, we're we're getting down to the that section. Uh, my number three is prisoners. Nice. Yeah. yeah um, the end always goes faster because. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. It's not going <laughs> quite as fast, um, as, as it has in past years. But yeah, yeah, I I just love this movie. I think the performances are great. Uh, it's a it's a hard movie to watch. Um, it's a very heavy, dark movie. Um, but it, it it's a movie that is different. It's a movie that's that feels very fresh. Um. The fact that it is—it's very much a mystery, and we don't—we don't really get straight-up mysteries very often. I mean, you know, people will tell you if you watch TV that you know there's all these cop shows and all that stuff, but none of them are legitimate mysteries. Um, they are, or at least I wouldn't call them so such. Like this is really a movie where you get the players up front, and and you get these little clues, and you might be able to put it together before Loki does, but maybe not. And if you do, that's cool. If not, you'll you'll really enjoy them sort of revealing that. Um, so that's a big part of why it's on my top 10 or, uh, why it's my number three. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really just that those performances are so powerful. Uh, and that the story they're telling about those parents is, is so, uh, emotionally lasting that, you know, it's a, it's a movie that's kind of stick with me for a, a long while. So that's my number three. Um, uh, my number three is not a repeat. My number three stars, the greatest actor of all time (laughs) my number three is frozen summer in the city of arendelle it couldn't be warmer it couldn't be sunnier but that's about to change forever arendelle it's completely frozen 
cold, 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 A real howler in July. Yeah? The land's covered in eternal snow. Really? If we don't do something soon, we'll all freeze to death. You want to talk about a problem? I sell ice for a living. Ooh, that's a rough business to be in right now. I mean, that is really... That's unfortunate. My lady. This is awkward. Not you're awkward, but just because we're... I'm awkward. You're gorgeous. Wait, what? Hi, everyone. I'm Olaf. Hi. You're creepy. I don't want it. No. We got off to a bad start. I know how to stop this winter. Hang on. I like fast. Whoa, 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 whoa. Get your feet down. This is fresh lacquer. Seriously, were you raised in a barn? Let's go bring back summer! Man, am I out of shape. Wolves. Stop! Whoa. Whoa! Are you okay? Uh, I've got a thick skull. I don't have a skull. Oh, woo! Head rush. So cute. It's like a little baby unicorn. Now we just have to survive this blizzard! That's no blizzard! Sorcery. That's my sister! That would have been nice to know. Heads up! It is not nice to throw snow, people! Whoa, 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 whoa feisty pants. Just let the snowman be. I'm calm. Great. Oh, come on! <gasps> Olaf, you're melting. Some people are worth melting for. You're just maybe not right this second. <laughs> Those are my legs. Oh, hey, do me a favor, grab my butt. Oh, that feels better. <laughs> you did. Uh, the Frozen is my favorite animated movie of the year. Um, I think the performances by Kristen Bell and Edna, whatever her name is, from the Broadway thing of Wicked um, is fantastic. I think the animation is amazing. Um the music is show-stopping. I loved it so much. I went out and bought the soundtrack the next day. Um, I I just really enjoyed this movie. Um, I had uh, I I cried a little bit when they're singing. The two girls are singing. Uh, well, one is singing. Do you want to build a snowman? Um, I, yeah. I I laughed when Olaf the snowman just wanted to live in summer, <laughs> and he has this huge uh, song about in summer how cool it'd be to get a tan, and then. There's a part in it where Kristen Bell's character, I forget her name, Anna, there it is, Anna and the reindeer guy, I forget his name, <laughs> um, um, they're talking about, should they tell Olaf that if he's in the sun, he'll melt? And they say, no, no, don't ruin it for him. And Anna, through at the end of the movie, uh, is going to die because her sister has this ice power and she touches, she gets shot in the heart with his ice power and it's given her a frozen heart. And so Olaf makes her... Uh, a fire and you know Anna says hey you need to get out of here because and because you're gonna melt and he says some people are worth melting for oh mm. it's, it's cute yeah and Brad's looking at me like I'm a homosexual <laughs> um, you want me to bring you your purse you weren't you weren't there man you don't know <laughs> um but it, it was a really great movie yeah and it's cool to see Disney get back to making those kind of movies and it also has a great message it's not about finding Prince Charming yeah that's not true love yeah um 
it's funny because that, that was a movie I didn't realize at the time when we saw it, but that was a movie that actually had like a whole lot of you know feminists bashing it even before it mm-hmm. had come out, just because of the way that like they were changing that story mm-hmm. um, and like adding men to it. Um, but it's a movie that I think Disney really got right in a lot of ways, as far as mm-hmm. that aspect of it was concerned. Yeah, that whole first section where it's really just about a sister who. Uh, wants to be friends with her sister, and mm-hmm. for some reason she can't be, uh, and doesn't, and she doesn't know why. Um, that that man, that whole section is just absolutely beautiful, uh, mm-hmm. and one of the most interesting things I think I think I've seen Disney do in a, a long time. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a great movie. Cool, Brad, you're number two. I was actually not. I think you're a homosexual. Uh, I was thinking about something else with the fact that you only have two left. And you made that joke about trying to tease us that it was Iron Man three just now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's like. <laughs> If there was one movie I had to guess, that was going to be your number one. <laughs> uh, yeah, what I'm kind of like, could it be number two? Or it's probably number one. <laughs> Who knows? We we gotta let him. We'll see. Let, let, him, let it let sink. Let it sink yeah. into the the audience. Yeah. Don't even. We know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? My number two. We'll get to that first. Um, I think was one of the biggest risks of the year and had a lot of ex- expectations on it. And it was the second movie I wanted to see twice, and that was. Man of Steel. Oh. Goodbye, my son. My hopes and dreams travel with you. He'll be an outcast. I'll kill him. How? He'll be a god to them. child dreamed of becoming something other than what society had intended? What if a child aspired to something greater? My son was in the bus. He saw what Clark did. You're the answer, son. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Can I just pretending I'm your son you are my son and I have to believe that you were sent here for a reason and even if it takes the rest of your life you owe it to yourself to find out what that reason is how do you find someone who has spent a lifetime covering his tracks for some he was a guardian angel for others, a ghost who never quite fit in. You will give the people of Earth an ideal to strive towards. They will race behind you. They will stumble. They will fall. But in time, they will join you in the sun. In time, you will help them accomplish wonders. Your son is safe. I will find him! My father believed if the world found out who I really was, they'd reject me. He was convinced that the world wasn't ready. 
What do you think? What's the S stand for? It's not an S. On my world, it means hope. Well, here it's an S. How about... Excuse me. knew it was gonna be on there somewhere you knew i liked it that much yeah, well of course did you guys like it oh, i don't yeah. think it's on your list it's not on my it's list not. but i i really enjoyed it because i'm not a, i don't like superman that much and i i do own the superman returns blu-ray and i think superman returns is a cool movie it's, it's a just, good homage to the donner yeah film, but it's but not reinventing the this wheel. one i think is a bigger risk mm-hmm, and i think yeah. it's again i watch it on the blu-ray is beautiful and it's just it's well told and it's a really cool movie. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Obviously Green Lantern didn't do well for DC. So like this was the next non Batman thing that they had to like roll the dice on. And I think they did a really good job. I you know, I don't mind that Superman kills Zod because no, heck no. he does it in the other two movies. Yeah. This and it's, and it's interesting for that character. That's yeah. what's most important. It, because you have really to sorry, you if you're gonna have these characters just like the Wolverine you have to give him choices that the audience doesn't expect. Yeah. Because what is he going to let him do? Kill those people? And yeah. then what, where, where are they going to put Zod? He's pretty much a god. Like, what else? Like, you can't put... There's no Phantom Zone to throw him into. Like, throw him across the galaxy. Like, you can't keep him trapped on Earth. Exactly. Yeah. And, too, what people forget is he killed his father, too. You know, he could yeah. have made... I mean, he tried mm. to keep it under control and... In millions of yeah, Metropolis, he, in, in <laughs> he spends how much of that movie trying really hard not to kill Zod and, and yeah. convince Zod, and he, I think, and what, he's not how many he's not an experienced Superman to? either. Like this is his first real test. Yeah, and so. I think that is a great analogy. Is he he's tried so hard to reason with him? He tried to save him. He tried to save him, and yeah. Zod didn't want anything to do with it because he's an asshole. He's an asshole, and he's <laughs> you know, and it was interesting too because. Zod has that line where he says, all my life, my whole goal is to protect Krypton. There is no more Krypton. What do I have? I've been genetically programmed to yeah. do that thing. Yeah. And to me, that's kind of heartbreaking. You know, it's, it, it's, I love when villains have a different layer, not just, oh, Zod can beat you up and he's a smart military guy. No, he, he had a purpose. He doesn't have a purpose anymore. And he blames Kal-El for that not being around. And it's an yeah. interesting question to ask. And I, I, people are butt knockers. Well, Jesse was on... Our show, and he didn't have a problem with him killing Zod either. Yeah, yeah. he's like, and Jesse's the biggest Superman, Superman fan cool. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other yeah. people are fools. I really hope the name of the Batman Superman movie is World's Finest. Uh, no, it's going to be called Justice League. Um, <laughs> the, Probably. <laughs> yeah. Like At this point, I did not yeah. expect the Wonder Woman to be in it. Yeah, the movie's going to suck. Um, the Wonder Woman. <laughs> the uh, yeah, it's it's it is a really great movie. I think. Um, Man, and maybe this is shitty of me, but I think at the end of the day, it's not on my top ten because it's still Superman. And Piece so of for shit. No, I I think it just so you don't stand still... for the no, American no. way. No, I, yeah, yeah. This exactly. guy hates America. Let's I'm beat a him up. Fucking communist. Um, no, I think it's just that for some reason it just still doesn't ring with me. I, it's and it's mm. a great, it's a gorgeous movie and one of one of the best scores Hans Zimmer's oh, done yeah. in a long time. 
Um, and yeah, to, when it was over, I was I was really blown away. I don't know why it's on my, not on my top ten. I love too when he's trying to figure out to fly. What a, what an amazing and the score. You're right, is yeah. so good there. That score is that uh, John Williams one so iconic. It's exactly oh, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his, you know, it's, not it's that this one did, but it's why I forgive him for how shitty the Captain Phillips score is because I'm like, <laughs> well, he was working so hard on Man of Steel, <laughs> guys. putting all his energy into this Man of Steel yeah, one. Yeah, like he really had something to do there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good movie. James, your number two. My number two. I'm I'm interested. In, yeah, it's very very possible. My number two might be the same as number as as Ryan's here. My number two is Saving Mr. Banks. Winds in the east, mist coming in, like something is brewing, about to begin. Ladies and gentlemen, we are beginning our descent into Los Angeles. Welcome, Mrs. P.L. Travers, to the City of Angels. It smells like... Jasmine. Chlorine and sweat. (laughs) Introducing the creator of our beloved Mary. Poppins. Never, ever just Mary. Now, where is Mr. Disney? She's here. Well, Pamela Travers. You can't imagine how excited I am to finally meet you. Would you mind? My name is Mrs. Travis, Mr. Disney. Oh, Walt, now you gotta call me Walt. 20 years ago, I made a promise to my daughters that I would make your Mary Poppins fly off the pages of your books. I promised them, man. I know what he's going to do to her. She'll be cavorting and twinkling. He can't make the film unless you grant the rights. Damn. What kind of ideas? Constable's responsible. Now, how no, no, does no, that no. sound? No, 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 no. Responsible is not a word. We made it up. Well, unmake it up. She won't approve Dick Van Dyke. No. No. The Ventus house doesn't look like that. No, no, it's all wrong. It's all wrong? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious! Stop! Mary Poppins is not for sale. I won't have her turned into one of your silly cartoons. Says the woman who sent a flying nanny with a talking umbrella to save the children. You think Mary Poppins has come to save the children? Oh, dear. Mr. Travers, what am I missing here? I'm wondering what I have to do to make you happy. You know, you've never been to Disneyland, and that's the happiest place on Earth. No, 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 please. Well, when does anybody get to go to Disneyland with Walt Disney himself? There he is. Where did she come from? Mary Poppins and the Bankses. They're family to me. Mary Poppins was a real person? So it's not the children she comes to save. It's their father. It's your father. You don't know what she means to me. I won't disappoint you. I swear every time a person walks into a movie house, they will rejoice. Don't you want to finish the story? The boys have come up with an idea. I think it's going to make you happy. You didn't bring me all the way here to tell me that. Oh, no. I had a wager. I couldn't get you on a ride. I just won 20 bucks. Yeah! Oh, it's not. Okay. Um, Yeah, I I absolutely adore this movie. Um, It is the only movie this year that made me cry. Uh, really is. the only one <laughs> yeah no i mean as far as i can think of like i've looked down the list and you know the host didn't hit me that well that well so <laughs> they trashed um, that aluminum of car i think you cried a lot this year <laughs> uh <laughs> she does. yeah that's great 
We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> we'll get to How it. quickly he forgets. Um, yeah, Pain and Gain. I credit Pain and Gain. No. Um, it's just a, an absolutely heartwarming movie that is uh, a, a fascinating story told really, really well. I think the performances are are just great. Um, I, I, it was a movie that, you know, it's, it's a normal real world story and it was a normal real world that I didn't want to leave, you know, especially as we got near the end and I knew that this story was coming to a close and, and that I was not going to get to spend time with these characters anymore. I was really dis I was like, no, no, you know, um, I didn't, I want to stop spending time with those people. I, and maybe it's, maybe it's the Disney magic of that, <laughs> of, of being in that movie. I don't know. But, um, it was just fantastic, and I, I think that that story of that writer and and what those characters meant to her, and and even beyond that, what her father and and her aunt meant to her, um, is is really going to stick with me for a while. Uh, especially some of the little sequences. Man, the scene where um, where she freaks out because somebody sort of. Somebody says something not very good about the mother in the story being very cold, and she says, hey, "No, no, no, no." So you know, some people are just not cut out for this. You know, some people can't handle all of the things that are that are put on them when they have kids, and and little gems like that. Those are those are th- little lessons and little lines that I'm gonna hold on to for a while. Uh, I I just adore that movie. Uh, to me, the there is just moments in the movie that stand out. That are just so brilliant. I, I, my my favorite scene is when Walt visits P.L. Travers in London. Yeah, I love his explanation on why he needs to make this movie. Um, but I also like um, how they solve the problem of redeeming her father through Mary Poppins. Yeah, you know it's such a wonderful story and so heartfelt and so beautifully told. Um, it's, it's just really well done, and all the actors are on the top of their game. Um, anytime you have someone as big as Tom Hanks and you forget that it's Tom Hanks, you just start thinking of him as Walt Disney. Yeah. I think it's a tribute to him as an actor. And uh, he, I mean, he's had two great performances this year. So, and what a, what a great script that, that all of those little side characters also have some weight to them. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, obviously Paul Giamatti's character is a well fleshed out, interesting character and, and, um, who he is and what his life is like has a lot of an impact on her. Uh, but even the um, oh, shoot, what are their names? The, the musicians, um, uh, the Truman Nobeck brothers. And, yeah, the Truman brothers, and then the the writer or the Sherman brothers. Yeah, um, like even their little characters and some of their their scenes. I, one of my favorites is when um, when she doesn't like the fact that he has mustaches, and mm-hmm. and B J Novak has that scene where he goes, "Does it does it matter?" <laughs> you know, and he just freaks out on her, and I, we're all sort of sitting there going like. No, no, it really doesn't matter. But as you go along, you sort of realize why it matters to her, mm-hmm. um, and 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 getting to see his, how his character is so frustrated with that, uh, it's really is really just great. Yep. Um, so absolutely wonderful movie. That was one of a couple movies that I was like toying with being my number ten. No, oh, yeah. So I'm I'm there with you. Good. It's good a really good. good. It was it's, it was a slow. It was tough the first couple minutes, five ten minutes of me trying to get into it. Yeah, because they don't they don't introduce; they just sort of drop you in. Yeah, and the, you have these two parallel stories going on at the same time, uh, the flashback and the modern day. But uh, definitely by the end, it's like it really hits you. Yeah, yeah. Um, my number two movie is one we haven't talked about yet. Um, it's one by one of my favorite writers, 
Um, he's written things like The Monster Squad. He's also written stuff like Last Action Hero. This year, he was given a big tentpole movie, and that's Shane Black, and that's Iron Man 3. Wow, number two. Got a lot of apologies to make. Nothing's been the same since New York. You experience things, and then they're over. I can't sleep. And when I do, I have nightmares. Honestly, there's a hundred people who want to kill me. I hope I can protect the one thing I can't live without. So this movie is funny. Uh, the action sequences uh, are amazing. It takes turns that you don't expect to happen. Um, the Mandarin, uh, a lot of comic people get up in arms about it, but you really can't have an Asian guy go, ho, ho, I get you Iron Man. You know, I got I got these rings out of Dragon Cave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, the, what a racist piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, so you can't have characters like that, and I thought it was really clever. Um, again, RDJ is really great as Tony Stark. Um, and, and I mean, it goes to, there's some dark places. Guy Pierce is, uh, interesting as, I can't remember his name. Uh, Eldrick. Killian. Killian. Yeah. El- Eldrick. Something like that. God, I can't remember that. I oh, watched it like, no, I've watched it like four time. times. Um, yeah, but it's, it's just a, it's a cool movie and it, it's a movie that I was looking forward to obviously cause Robert Downey Jr. But anytime you get into the third act of something, it's always iffy. Yeah, and they, again, I think they did a great job of setting up the universe. It was funny. Um, it's two and a half hours, but it moves by really fast. When Tony meets the little boy, the little mechanic boy is really funny. Um, you know, because they could spend this whole thing that he's only he has a single mom, and I love the little kids. He said, "Yeah, my dad went out for lottery tickets six years ago, and he's never come back." And in, Robert Daniels says, quit being a pussy. Everybody has a father, and they might not come back sometime. <laughs> and it's just cool because then this kid goes with him and helps him build stuff, and yeah. it's just a it's just a fun story. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's probably my favorite of the three. Um, it's a shame that it's not on my top ten. The yeah, you uh, fucking asshole! What's wrong with you, assholes? I know, right? <laughs> um, uh, I enjoyed it. I, like the thing, I've seen it twice now, and mm-hmm. I still probably couldn't tell you what the villain's like exact plan was. Like it's very not it's i don't think it's very uh told very well in the story like mm-hmm. robert downey jr shines so brightly <laughs> yeah like he, he steals the show so much 
yeah. and he's so much fun to watch that it distracts me from what he's actually trying to stop. Like, yeah, uh, it, it gets confusing for me. But it, again, like he just steals the show so much that it's too much fun to like really notice. Well, he's well, it's like a personal vendetta against yeah. Tony Stark. Is this is. Whole I thing. get that, but there's like the whole and they they, they have like a mini thing. lethal weapon in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I I think part like I was trying to say the part of why it's my my favorite is because there are so many times where he he's smart enough to take Iron Man away from Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. You know, he's smart enough to like have those sequences where he has to... Man, the whole part where he's trying to break into that mansion and he doesn't have the suit, mm-hmm. he's got to make all those little gadgets. Like, what a fucking badass, awesome idea for an Iron Man sequel is to be like, well, I don't know, what if he's just a dude now? Mm-hmm. Um, and what if he's still somehow a hero? Like, that it's just so much fun and so smart for a for a uh, a comic book movie. Not, I don't mean... Like it's smart because most comic book movies. No, no, I mean, mean, I mean, in the comic book genre, it is so smart as one of those movies. Well, I think too because there's so many comic book movies now, you have to find ways to make them interesting. Yeah, Um, exactly. That's yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Because they have huge set pieces, but with the Man of Steel, it's it's like his struggle, you know, with becoming Superman and uh, all the great moments with Kevin Costner. In this movie, it's you're Iron Man, yeah, you're badass, but what happens when you take that away from you? What do you have? And he had to remember that he has his brains and he's one of the smartest guys in the world. Yeah, exactly. It makes it makes Iron Man movies really about Tony Stark and not about how cool Tony Stark is in an Iron Man suit. And that is that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, just man, what a fun movie. I it's really just that there are so few big blockbusters on my list and I you know. I, yeah. It's in my top 20. Yeah, it's, it's all right. I'm sorry. You guys don't appreciate great Ryan, movies. No, That's Ryan, 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 don't hit me, please. Uh-huh. Put the, put the like, gun down. I, I like the movie, Ryan. There's just 10 others that I like. You more. know what? <laughs> Fuck you, Brad. You put a movie from 1992 on your list. You didn't have time for Robert Downey Jr. Just tell me what your number one movie of the year is. Oh, uh, gosh. So we're down to our number ones. Iron Man 3 is already off your list. Mm-hmm. Yours is obviously mud. Uh, <laughs> you fucking dickbag. How can you do that? I, I, I'm guessing. You, you bastard. I'm really... I'm betting his is The Conjuring, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll find I out think, for sure in a minute. I think I know what his is, yeah. Um, and we don't need to spend a lot of time on mine because it's The World's End. Nice. That's a good we one. We don't need to play the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although we could. That's, a, no, entertaining. that's, a, that's mm-hmm. a really great. That's I'm a sure really there's more than one, one trailer. I, that's true. Yeah. I, I honestly felt bad putting it as low as I did because I think it's a, a, an absolutely genius movie. Yeah. It's brilliant. Um, and Man. Uh, yeah, it's, there's just so many layers to it. Like, it's not just a end of the world destruction movie. It's got something to say about you know aging, being in your 30s, growing up, um, and also about staying young. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like most other movies would tell you to grow up, and yeah, uh, Gary King doesn't really grow up by the end. He <laughs> no, just kind of nope. changes his ex- expectations a little. <laughs> it's, it's a movie <laughs> it's where true. at the end humanity decides like, man, we could be a part of the galactic peace, but nah, yeah. fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a what a great movie. Yeah. yeah. My favorite of the year. Very cool. Watched Can't argue with that. Yep. All right, James. James. Um, impress us. It's going to be Thor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't heard any Thor 2 here. Yeah, no, and uh, and you're not gonna. Um, <laughs> it's fucking mud. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, no, here's the thing. Uh, you son of a bitch. I, I really, this was not my number one for a while. It really wasn't. Um, partially, I think, just because I was so afraid that I was, that I was beating this drum so hard that 
that people were going to finally see this fucking movie and, and just be like, man, what a piece of, why did James like this movie so much? Um, but at the end of the day, this is my top 10 list. And these are the movies that I loved and that stuck with me. And in 2013, the movie that I loved the most was Mud. There are things you can't get away with in this world. There are things you can't. been here a while. He thinks the last flood did it. Here it is. Who else knows about this? Just me and Galen. Good. This boat's ours. Someone's here. What? Someone's living in our boat. You know that guy? I've never seen him before. What'd you say, boys? You got crosses in your heels. Nails. Shaped like crosses. What for? Ward off evil spirits. I'm waiting on my girlfriend. She got these birds tattooed on her hands here. Nightingales. Good luck, birds. I just can't spend the rest of my life running away with him. She don't care about nobody but herself. Are you stuck off in that island? Because of her. Ma'am, have you seen this man? No, sir. Son, have you? What do you do? This river brings a lot of trash down. You gotta know what's worth keeping and what's worth letting go. You never said your name. Mud. You can call me Mud. We won't try getting this boat in the water. It's my best shot. I made a list of things we're gonna need. You boys need to watch yourself. What Mud's into is something you don't want to be involved in. I got a lot of folks looking for me. Keep lying! You hear me, Trash? He's not dangerous. Sounds like a state trooper's think different. We're gonna pray for the death of the man who killed my son. Y'all been good to me. You're the only friends I got out here. You did it for her? Protect her? Don't expect any help from me. We got too much riding on this. You know you don't know him, right? What have you been doing? Everything you told me was a lie! fucking limp dick choice no i here, here's the here's the thing hold on hold on can <laughs> we a just big inside joke i've never seen it it's so fun no i know yeah. Hey, yeah if i can just shame you guys for a second that my number one i've been talking about for nine fucking months and y'all sons of bitches couldn't be bothered to watch the fucking movie well let me tell you james but is it on netflix no it's not on netflix no. it's still like 20 bucks on blu-ray it's a red box you uh, you also have the only blockbuster in Colorado about 13 feet from your house. Closing. It wasn't for the last eight months. Do you own it? I do. Then well, bring it over. Yeah. Did you ever ask? As since it's implied. Men don't oh, ask. Oh, bullshit. They, they Men don't, don't. Men don't so, ask. So why they is this take. the number one movie of the year for you, James, besides you loving Matthew McConaughey's washboard abs? I, you know, is that, his washboard abs are not bad. No, um, it's... There's a lot of things. I, I think this is a really good coming of age story uh, for a this. Basically, if you haven't heard me talk about the movie before, um, it's about a young boy growing up in Mississippi on, along, along the river there. Uh, and he and his friend um, Neckbone, they take a boat out to this island where they find a boat. 
that is like stuck up in a tree and they think well this is cool this is going to be our new fort like we're going to have a lot of fun here and they go up there and all of a sudden they realize that somebody's living in there and they get out and they run back to their boat and they find this guy mud who's matthew mcconaughey um, what's his name his name is mud uh and <laughs> yeah his name is mud backwards um, it's dumb not and the first time he's a character in star trek yeah, no, Name yeah, Mud. Harry, Harry Mudd. <laughs> Harry Mudd. Uh, but he was, a, he was a traitor who had a lot of <laughs> sex with ladies. Um, yeah. And then his, his wife would come in and chase him off of the sta- spaceship. You Bennett anyway, dick, Arnold. Uh, Mudd is stuck out on this island because he is waiting for this woman that he loves to come back into town. And unfortunately, he's done some bad things and there are some bad men after him. And so he enlists these kids to buy him groceries so that uh, he can survive on this island. And then, then he gets him to help him... Uh, you know, solve some of his other problems, and they they sort of go on this adventure with him. But are the, you just going to explain the whole movie? And no, no, this is all, like this why is the you first. like it. No, no, I know. I'm, I feel I'm, like I'm watching it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is only like the first fifteen minutes of the movie. Um, so, uh, the reason why I really love this movie is not only is it a really great, fun adventure movie with these kids, um, but the stories that stick with me the most are actually the little side stories that go along with it. Um, it's the struggles that he's having with um, sort of coming to his own, coming into his own and like learning to fall in love and the, the sort of the lessons he learns in what he sees mud going through and what he's going through in his own with like, you know, being attracted to girls, his own age and, and sort of the experiences he has there throughout the movie. Um, but then the, the story that I really love the most and the one that really touches me is actually the story between him and his dad. Um, basically his parents are, are having a hard time. Um, and I don't want to get into exactly, I guess I have to a little bit, but see, you've already um, explained the other half of the fucking movie. Might as well keep on going. uh, (laughs) No, I haven't. It's that's, that's really just the premise. Um, basically they are, they are maybe going to lose their house here on the river. And that is, that is also tied into, this whole life that he and his dad have have fallen in love with of living on the river and living off of and making their living off of the river um and how much that is sort of changing you know going into a modern age because uh, his mother sort of wants to be more in in the town um and sort of that whole relationship and the way that that's strained and how he deals with um, that James what? Two young boys encounter a fugitive and from a pack form a pact to help him evade the bounty hunters on his trail and reunite him with his true love. Uh, that's the premise of the movie. You talked yeah. for like 20 minutes about the premise of the movie. Yeah, but I'm talking about <laughs> what parts of the movie I love, you asshole. You son that's of a true, bitch. No, I am. Yeah, like <laughs> it's it's those fun little uh, other stories in there that, that I think really flesh out what would otherwise be a normal adventure movie mm-hmm. into really being something that sticks with me um, and, and into making that character who could have been just as simple as any of the characters from The Goonies um, into, into somebody that, uh, that I really not admire but relate to in mm-hmm. some ways um i really end up caring about these characters it's also it's also really funny um there are a lot of little scenes between uh him and neckbone and ne- neckbone's other older brother who's played by uh michael shannon of man, man of steel um are are really great um and, and yeah yeah it's it's just a, it's an absolutely fantastic movie i mean let me let me also say a lot of people are going to see this movie and not be like, and be like, oh yeah, I mean it's good, but why is it James number one? Don't don't fuck let em. me don't let me overhype this movie to anybody. That's no, I, I don't fuck, fuck him as far as that's concerned. I just mean don't go into this movie thinking that it's absolutely going to be your number one as well. Um, 
man, the fact that I have told so many fucking people to see this movie and they haven't even tried <laughs> frustrates me to no end. I know, that's why I keep on poking you. I know. The shit. Well, it's not even you. Like, I, I, I swear, I told my one of my cousins to see it, and she was like, oh, yeah, that sounds really good. She ended up watching, like, just mistakenly watching some older M- Matthew McConaughey movie that she really hated. Uh, and, and so still has not seen Mud. So you, you guys are not the only ones. Um, but, yeah, dude, just check this movie out because it's, it's really a, a, a great little story. That's my number one of, of 2013. Very cool. Um, my number one of 2013 is going to be controversial. It's going to start a lot of fights on this podcast. Uh, my number one is American Hustle. No, it's not. I'm just kidding. My number one is Hunger Games Catching Fire. No, it's not. I'm just kidding. It's not. My number one is Saving Mr. Banks. I knew it! <laughs> uh, I, again, I love this movie. It's a movie that I just enjoyed watching. Uh, being a, I think it helps that I'm a big Disney fan and just... Uh, sing. What the fuck is one of our cats doing? Your cat's thrown <laughs> up back behind you. Okay, whatever. I'll make Laura clean it up. That's um, how much it was actually just because you said American Hustle, but yeah. it just involuntarily spasms. I was going to keep on going. I wanted you, you had to me twice there. I wanted you to play the <laughs> trailer. Really? Yeah. I wanted you to play the trailer, and I was going to talk about how much I love American Hustle, <laughs> and then I was going to go into the, my real favorite one. Oh. Uh, but no, I was saving Mr. Banks again. I just, I, be, I think because it helps that I'm a Disney person. Um, I just loved it. I loved every aspect of it. I'm a huge Mary Poppins fan. Um, if you love Disney, you should check out Escape from Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you hated that movie. You told us, yeah, not you told to me not to watch it. <laughs> um, he loves Disney. But, he might like it. <laughs> we, uh, when fr- when my friends tell me whether or not to see a movie, I listen to a motherfucker. <laughs> Ooh, mic drop. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've already talked about it. But I just really loved it. Um, I love the parallels of real life and fiction life and fiction life. What did I just say? <laughs> Me go to school. Oh, I like man. to weed. I can't um, wait to get this podcast over so I can go back to my fiction life. Totally. Uh, yeah. Saving Mr. Banks was my favorite movie of the year. Ah, it's a great movie. Um, I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, I mean, how many people get to go to Disneyland and with Walt Disney? <laughs> it's pretty special. It is. Not a lot of overlap this year. No. No, no. no. I mean, yeah, I think we're at like 26 movies, mm. something like that. Um. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Uh, I'm gonna just make a quick rundown of movies that almost made my top ten list. We've already talked good, about. Good. I want to do that. Too. Uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, uh, Man of Steel, Forty Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Burt Wonderstone. Uh, this is the end. And I feel like almost my, my list is your like bottom twenty. No, no, <laughs> no I, I saw like a hundred movies. Uh, yeah. Uh, what did I forget? Um, I think the movie that surprised me the most was Warm Bodies. Um, as far as enjoying it, um, Elysium almost made mine too. Uh, Hansel and Gretel, Hansel and Gretel, Hansel and Gretel is eleven. Okay. I already mentioned Ooh, that at the good. beginning. Oh man, I know, I know. I just um, wanted you to say it again. So yeah, I have a lot of movies I really enjoyed this year. I actually, I think this year, while there wasn't, besides Saving Mr. Banks, there wasn't a movie that I said, "Oh man, I just have to grab this movie and hang on." I think this yeah. was a pretty solid year for movies in, as a whole. And I think that's why it's so hard to pick, and I think it's so hard to pick too because there was no movie that really stood out as the greatest movie yeah um yeah i think a lot of the ones that were there was a lot of stuff that was really really good but but in the end i was sort of like yeah it was good but i don't i don't love it i'm curious uh i think last year the hunger games was like your number two was it number two and maybe maybe i think it was three or one i thought it was ten Oh, yeah, I think it was. I think well, either ten. way, it was on your list, and mm-hmm. this year the sequel wasn't. So what? Uh, no, I really enjoyed the sequel too. I just I had so many movies that I thought um, were stronger to it. Where 
all those movies I just mentioned with the Hunger Games, you could put them from 20 to 1, well, 20 to 10, and just flip them, and it, I'd still not argue with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, usually when I do, when I start my list, I, I go through and just pull out every single movie that I could see being on my top 10, like that I could justify mm-hmm. being on the top 10, and that list was 27 movies long this year. Wow. Um, that's that's really hard to pick from, um, which is why I'm really glad that we're talking about honorable mentions because, uh, first of all, I think the one that when when the DVD comes or when the Blu-ray comes out and I get to revisit it, I think I'm gonna really regret not finding a place for this on my top ten uh, is Rush, uh, which I don't think either of you guys got a chance mm-hmm. to see. But you were but, you did really like that movie. Yeah, I I loved that movie, and I think just because of how how interesting it tell the interesting way it tells that like two stories at the same time and doesn't make you root for one of those guys over the other. It's a it's a fascinating movie that that I think is is only not on my list because I only saw it once. Mm. Um, but uh, I also want to pay mention to yeah, obviously yeah, Thor: The Dark World. I I really enjoyed uh, Inside Lewin Davis, um, which was on my top ten for a little while. Um, but you admitted last week that you weren't in I, love with it. Yeah, exactly. As much as you thought it, you would. Exactly. Um, yeah, forty two Pacific Rim. Man, Pacific Rim should have been in there somewhere. Uh, the Hobbit. Uh, Place Beyond the Pines. And then I think the only reason that Before Midnight is not on my top 10 is because... as so what, you wanted to suck Richard Linklater's dick after <laughs> you saw that movie. Well, I I really like... You're like, shoot it all over me. I think I... Stop it. <laughs> I think I wanted it in my top 10 because this is the year that I found those movies and how, how impressed I am with that entire series mm-hmm. and how much I really like that whole series. But when I really look at it, I think that that is maybe my least favorite of the three. Mm. Um as as much as it it shows so much growth in like the writing and the acting, um, I think the subject matter just makes it less fun for me than the other mm-hmm. two did. Um, but yeah, that was another one. I, I also rewatched Elysium last night and kind of kind of wish that could have been in there somewhere because that was a really fun badass movie. Um, yeah. Also, gonna throw a bone to the counselor. Movies better than everybody gave you credit for. It was picked the worst movie of the year by the Entertainment Weekly staff. Uh, did they even like what movies did they watch? Like, well, really, did they, they, not they, well, seen, the did no, they see? Let's let's talk about what the worst movies of the year were. Did they see uh, Texas Chainsaw? Well, like they, they dated I Hard. They missed. Well, that one. no, they they said it was because of all the talent that was on the screen and behind the camera. That's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So they were saying like by comparison. Yeah, mm-hmm. I still I still disagree. Well, um, they said the number one was Before Midnight. So you know. They did not. They did. I'm not joking. Oh, oh, it was their best. I thought you meant like their number one, like worst. But no, you're saying it was, yeah, um, yeah. Brad, do we skip over anything that you want to mention? Uh, I'm trying to. I'm having a. There was a like that bottom like after ten like there like all those movies that I did like from this year is a big pool of I can't remember right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously on the website I will post my year end wrap up with. You know, all the statistics of money I spent, movies I saw, how many movies I saw, uh, ratios and calculations of <laughs> things, and also reviewing every movie that I saw. Yeah. Um, not in a ranking order like Ryan will do, but uh, in general, I will hit everything uh, in no particular order except for the final 10. Yeah. Um, but uh, stuff like Oblivion, mm-hmm. I oh, yeah. w- was really excited about coming out. It's It's an okay movie. Like The production design is the most important thing to me in that movie yeah um i'm sorry ryan i think the movie probably would have been better without tom cruise like i i think he's his persona doesn't fit that movie oh you think he struggles with the everyday man kind of thing Uh, it's he's obviously on the sci-fi kick lately 
it's it, it I know I just I guess I don't don't see him as a sci-fi mm. character mm. a character in sci-fi so that may change in Edge of Tomorrow we'll see but or Minority Report I think I think uh <laughs> I think an obviously they want to sell the movie I think a non-recognizable actor hmm. would have made that movie better yeah uh, even Morgan Freeman I I think is a lot of place hmm. like interesting yeah um like that that movie the like the persona of it doesn't scream blockbuster to me if it if it were yeah like if he had cast somebody the way he did in Tron Legacy where he found somebody that we didn't know really if it had been well. like a like a more of a smaller scale movie i yeah. think uh, cuz the idea is not a revolutionary sci-fi no, concept no. like it's no. been done before yeah so uh i think making it a smaller scale would have been hmm. more interesting um elysium mm-hmm. um looking back i don't enjoy it as much but i've only seen that one time yeah um there's a, a secret life of walter mitty i would have put it was up there with saving mr banks cool is something i was gonna put in there um enjoyed that a lot uh but yeah i'm having a hard time remembering the earlier stuff in the year that i enjoyed and i got a lot actually a lot of the some of the horror stuff like vhs2 and abc's of death um they're not that great but they still stuck mm-hmm. with me so, like, those are things I kind of thought about putting on there. Um, upstream color, I was, like, yeah. really bored with most of yeah. the time, but it still stuck with me. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's it really shot so well yeah. that, yeah. like, the visuals really captured my imagination. Um, I, I, I want to yeah. real quick throw out... Uh, Frank, is, sorry. No, sorry. Uh, Fruitvale Station is also not on my list, which that is a good movie. Um, as well as, um, oh shoot, what was the other one? I just saw it. Sorry, I'll come back. Yeah. Frankenstein's Army, which I don't think you guys no. caught. Um, again, it wasn't that great of a movie to me, but it's still, like, it's still attached to me. <laughs> like, I still think about it, so. That's yeah. one of a lot of horror sites' top movies of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely, like, different. <laughs> um, so it has that going for it. Um, but there are parts that are kind of, like, boring. Um, but there yeah. is also interesting parts to it. So, um, yeah. And then it's like, like some of the like really disappointing things are like, uh, oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, before, we're not there we, yet? Well, I, I real quick before we move on, I want to do uh West of Memphis as well. Um, cause West of Memphis is a really great movie. It's just not a movie I would ever want to watch again. Um, you know, it, it's a, it's a well-told story and really interesting. And I think Ryan and I both, um, really sort of got into what they were mm-hmm. talking about and really we're glad that we knew that story now um mm-hmm. but I, I i think you'll agree that it's not a movie that you it's not a movie that you love when it's uh over. well I, again yeah because it's i mean you're dealing with horrible subject matter yeah that's real i mean prisoners i can separate mm-hmm. because it's fake oh, prisoners yeah. i was, I was oh, up yeah. there on my list but it's kind of messed up that i actually think i wish it the you know the ending had been negative worse <laughs> worse <Yeah. laughs> and it also like it's borderline like the disturbing like this the the psychopathic mentality i wish was more like seven mm-hmm. where there's more of a game to it mm-hmm. yeah like they have that little puzzle thing going on but it never it's just but it is it, it is as be, simple as the visuals of the puzzle yeah. yeah it's just writing on the wall yep and then the real villain at the end is like she has that bond villain like expositional thing like this is why i did it like, yeah, it's really weak for like what that movie started out being. Yeah, so that's Agreed. why it didn't crack the ten for me. Um, but yeah, I'll, I guess I'll cover all the other stuff. I can't remember. Forty two. I enjoyed forty two yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 
Now I think we can move on to worst worst slash most disappointing. Yeah. Um, or maybe maybe we, maybe they are separate. Maybe you just do what things you really wanted to be good and you were disappointed by. Um, we'll lump both together. Well, except that like I wasn't really looking forward to R.I.P.D., but that movie's not very good. No. So just say that. Um, just a, it's a mess. That movie's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, as far as as far as worst are concerned, uh, for for me it is either Machete Kills or it is uh, The Great Gatsby. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think the worst movie for the, me is Chainsaw. I think that one was horrible. Yeah, I mean that's definitely there, but for some reason, like that one is bad in this horror movie way that I I can laugh at. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Great Gatsby, I just felt like they were dragging me through the muck, and I just hated the way what they were doing to that book and. Um, hmm. I was yeah. just bored with it. Yeah, it was just boring. Just trying to make things visually cool that didn't have any meaning at all. Yeah, when when what the what should be driving that story is just those characters and just that story. Um, hmm. Yeah. Well, if we're talking about bored, uh, Brad, you fall, fell asleep during Now You See Me. Um, yes. I can't was... believe that movie became such a hit. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wasn't that big of a fan of it. Yeah, me either. Uh, I think I mean, Wonderstone was better. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's more fun. For, for a magician movie, yeah, absolutely. I think they're even making a sequel to it. They are, yeah. yeah. It did yeah. really well. Um, I think there's a movie I hated more, but I think A Good Day to Die Hard is the most disappointing. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because it's like the pedigree of the franchise is, like, was so high. Mm-hmm. Like not, I know not a lot of people like loved Live Free or Die Hard, but I enjoyed it. I did, too. Yeah, yeah. But fun. Yeah. it was such a far tumble between mm. that one and this one. Like, yeah. The one from this year is just so like Bruce Willis is obviously bored in the movie. Yeah, um, it's one of those movies you forgot came the, out this year. It was so forgettable. The, yeah, the plot is just muddy and 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 lame and uh, nothing and, new. and way too full of itself to even really let the the characters and the action um, flourish. And then and then it's honestly some of the worst shot action I've seen in a while. Like that that car chase sequence at the beginning, uh, like with the big trucks and everything, is unintelligible like it i just by the time it was over i wasn't jazzed or excited i was just frustrated that i had no idea what was going on and that i was so bored during a car chase sequence um falling into a helicopter blade is pretty cool though yeah yeah it was <laughs> no I, yeah yeah that the, the that last, was like the only cool part yeah the <laughs> last section was good but man to get there was such it was mm-hmm. like pulling fucking teeth yeah um you know the the fact that if I had written, I mean, I've said it so many times this year that I, I didn't do the article, but if I had written a best diehard movie of the year, not only would Olympus Has Fallen be higher than it, but so would White House Down. And White House Down is not a great movie, but I at least have more fun with it, and I think it is more coherent. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think you just hit it on the head for me. I was excited about it, but yeah, me as too. soon as I saw February, I was like, uh-oh. That's why I'm afraid of RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I know studio's tricks. They put mm-hmm. the stuff that... You know they'll put an action movie in February because they think it'll make money, but it also means they don't think it's it's the story's good enough to yeah compete against other action. But movies. too, I think where um, you might give them a pass is this year. There's so many like big movies in the summer. Yeah, I think that's maybe why they don't want RoboCop to get lost. Maybe. Yeah, and they are finding, especially it's, like after it's not a new thing either. Especially after Hunger Games did uh, did so well in March, and they're like finding like, hey, if we release some of these movies earlier in the year. They actually still will do fairly well. And they won't do middle of the summer well, but if we're only expecting a hundred million dollars, like that's okay. Um, 
or whatever they're expecting, you know. Um, so it they'd... could be that they're that they're testing it out in February. No, they knew how bad it was. Yeah. They were like, if we put it early enough in the air, people <laughs> will forget about it. Yeah. And we won't have... We might be able to make a sixth one. <laughs> based on based on what I see in those trailers, I agree with you. I think it's yeah. I'm 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 afraid of it. Um, uh, I think. Oh, I will say I was really disappointed by Furious Six. Uh, way too much Michelle Rodriguez in that movie, and it, it's I definitely not. Liking that it's one. not. It's not that I think that movie is really horrible. It's just that man, I really loved Fast Five, mm. and I really wanted it to be like Fast Five. Um, and yeah. it's still fun. It's fun, and that that last action scene is really really cool, uh, but I it, I don't think it lives up to the Super Bowl trailer. <laughs> so, all right, now it's me. finally this part where everybody who's listening is like, just get to my fucking list and tell me I got Alamo Drafthouse tickets. Can I <laughs> can I also really quick just say that uh, the no. host uh, I did not mention the host in that whole section. That that is really impressive to me. Just want to give give the people who made that not a little props. Did not remember that movie. Yeah, pro- props <laughs> props that I didn't hate that movie. All right, so thank you, everybody who wrote in. Uh, this yeah. is in no particular order. I'm just bringing these up on my We're, phone. Can we can we actually just really quick say thank you to all of the fans this year? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody who's written in and all of the we wonderful things we've had. appreciate it. Yeah, it's been really fantastic. Remember when we were at that one convention and some some like middle-aged folks came up and they were like, hey, our son is a fan of yours. That was really yeah, cool. that is cool. Man. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jimmy Lee on Facebook, his top 10 was really, uh, different. Like he had a lo- I mean, not saying they're bad. He just had a lot of cool, um, movies on it. Uh, number 10 world's end. Number cool. nine is the purge, which I really didn't enjoy. Number eight is bad grandpa. Uh, oh, that oh. was, a, that was actually, I was toying with putting that on my, I down. thought of it when I saw it on his list. I thought, Oh, I bet Brad will do that one. Uh, number seven is meet the Millers. Number six. Oh, that's actually We're the Millers. Uh, oh, yeah. That's right. We're the Millers. Uh, number six is The Conjuring. Number five is Walter Mitty. Number four is Catching Fire. Number three is The Hobbit. Two is Frozen. And number one is Ender's Game. Wow. Ender's cool. Game. Yeah. Man. I'm glad somebody liked that. And then movie. he finished it. He's like, where's my tickets, bitch? Well, you're going right. to get some. Yeah, we'll get you some. Um, what was the one on there? Oh, The Conjuring. The Conjuring wasn't on your list, Ryan. Um, no. Didn't you really like that? You, I did. You did. It was good. I mean, there are a lot of horror movies on your yeah. list, so it's not surprising it's not there. No, I did like it. It's just, um, yeah, I had other movies I liked more. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I can't open up Megan Sullivan's. Oh. Um, um, do you have that on you, Brad? Megan like my, Sullivan's list? Yeah, my stupid freaking... Maybe I have to go to public. Uh, I, I found it. So, Megan, she has five, and she says they're no particular order. The World's End. This is on a few of them. Um, Monsters University, Iron Man 3, Star Trek, and Saving Mr. Banks. I like that list. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. We appreciate it. Um, Brad, you have some that people message you directly on your Facebook. Um, so uh, if you want to give shout-outs to those. Yeah. Um, give me a minute to find um, them. While we're waiting, do we want to do... Read another one. Let's do Dan's. I've got Dan's here. Okay, go ahead. Um, so Dan's, I'll start at number 10. Uh, Dan's is number 10, The Wolverine. Number nine, Gravity. Number eight, Thor the Dark World. Number seven, Pacific Rim. Number six, Oz the Great and Powerful. There you go, Sam Raimi. Uh, number five, Oblivion. Cool. Number four, uh, Furious Six. Oh, man, right after I said shit about it. That's too bad. Um, number three, Star Trek Into Darkness. Number two, The Great Gatsby. Uh, and number one, Hobbit the Desolation of Smog. That, that's another one I didn't mm-hmm. talk about in my 
in my honors. I, I really feel bad that that wasn't on my uh, my top ten list since the first one was on my top ten last year. But uh, and I and I even like it more than the first one. But still, yeah, that's a that's a good list. <laughs> um, Dan actually has a really cool email that we'll read in next week's show. Yeah, um, it's it's really funny. Yeah, and Tay also had an email yeah, from like two did. weeks ago that. Yeah, we'll mention she. We'll get to asked, it next week. We'll get to it next week. She asked uh, what we thought about a specific movie. Yeah, we're not ignoring you. We just yeah yeah we're not answering emails. He's doing this week. Yeah, um, Robert Grant, uh, who I've uh, have we met him? I don't know, but he was kind enough to send us an email. Um, here he goes. Um, he has number one. Well, I'll go from ten. The Act yeah. of Killing. Um, number th- nine, The Spectacular Now. Number eight, Francis Ha. Number seven, The Hunt. Number six, Gravity. Number five, Mud. Yes! Number four, The Wolf of Wall Street. Cool. Number three, Inside Lewin Davis. Number two, From Up on a Poppy Hill. You saw that, right, Brad? I did. And number one, Before Midnight. And then he also has uh, ten more just for good measure. The Broken Circle Breakdown. Saving Mr. Banks. Stoker, which is a really interesting one. With Yeah. It looked interesting. About Time. The Way, Way Back. Despicable cool. Me 2, The Great Gatsby, Blue is the Warmest Color, Whoa, Only God Forgives, and The Only Counselor. God forgives. Oh, that's another one that uh, really disappointed me. me. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. I thought about it. But he long. loved it, so. <laughs> yeah, it's good for him. <laughs> and he said, it's Total Force Watch 346. Wow. Because he has a lot of classic scene on the big screen. Um, oh, cool. Um, disappointment, Star Trek, Place Behind the Pines, The Lone Ranger. Aww. The Congress, Man of Steel, Pacific Rim, and Monsters University. I love the place beyond the pines. Wow, thanks, Robert. Yeah. Um, anybody we mention on the show, we'll send you an email back, but uh, make sure you send us your address, and we'll send you tickets to the Alamo Draft House. Yeah. Brad. Uh, yeah, I finally got pulled up. So my mom got in on the action. Nice. And uh, yeah. she uh, <laughs> yeah. didn't understand the... Uh, what? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, were you making fun of the way I said my mom got in on the action? <laughs> yeah. You sick... Son I know, of a bitch. He, he, he Ryan did that. it. Ryan no, did it. No, James is like, yeah. No, Ryan. Like, no, Ryan did that. That like was Ryan. You stay away from my mom. <laughs> uh, but she didn't understand it was 2013 movies. <laughs> she put her all-time favorite movies, I guess. Nice. Awesome. Um, okay. Or it. just or just a list of movies because I don't think this is accurate <laughs> from what I know. <laughs> she just she just sent us yeah. ten. You know, we did ask for like any list. Mm, we did. We yeah, did. We, we did say that. We said that send is in anything because we just need people to send in stuff. Because <laughs> for a while there, it was getting sketchy. We yeah. had like two lists. Uh, but she listed Gone with the Wind. Is I should read this backwards. So The Beguiled, I've never heard of. That's number 10. Okay. Goodfellas, nice. good choice. All right. Uh, 310 to Yuma, also nice. good choice. Uh, the original? I'm sure. I'm going to say the new one. Okay, cool. Because it's also the one we have one. in the house. Yeah, I like that movie too. Uh, Christmas va- uh, National Lampoon's <laughs> Christmas Vacation. Love it. Fucking awesome. Fun stuff. How the West Was Won. Nice. Cool. Been meaning to see that. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Reservoir Dogs sounds like my dad's list. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, this is your mom's she list? Likes what, she likes what my dad likes. That's awesome. Ice Age. Very cool. I really? guess she likes Sprat oh, okay. a lot. Uh, I actually thought The Wizard of Oz was her number one. Uh, but, but it's her number put, two. But it's her number two, okay. and she put The Gone with the Wind as the first. Hey, can't argue with that yeah. at all. Very classic. Cool. And then my friend Elizabeth, um, she also followed my mom's <laughs> example and put movies I guess she likes. <laughs> <laughs> In this general. is awesome. So number 10 was The Twilight Zone. Mm. Okay. Number nine is 
is grandma's boy (laughs) (laughs) how did they see me Uh, this really is this is just movies this is just movies uh eight clerks very good okay cool very good choice seven a movie called may oh yeah yeah. that's like a chick frankenstein movie it's good yeah Yeah. uh number six lilia forever Mm, never heard of it i don't know that one yeah number five moonrise kingdom my number two from last year nice uh number four inglorious bastards i think something from my 2009 uh, three. She put old boy. I'm guessing it's the Japanese yeah. one. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> or Chinese. It is. Korean. You didn't. Uh, Korean. Korean. Yeah, it's yeah, Korean. Korean one. Uh, number two, Fight uh, Fight Club. Cool. Um, and number one, the Royal Tenenbaums, which nice. is also an excellent choice. Very cool, man. So thanks, Elizabeth. You'll be getting some Alamo Draft House tickets as well. And my mom. My mom doesn't want her tickets, by the way. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll take your mom out sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she doesn't go to movie theaters. Our correspondent. Yeah, something. Uh, number ten, The World's End. Number nine, Despicable Despicable Me Two. Didn't get a chance to see Frozen. Eight, Elysium. More action than Gravity. Seven, Much Ado About Nothing. Shakespeare. Six, Saving Mr. Banks. Cried like a James. Yeah. So now you're a description. Yeah. Um, I am her, now. People now cry like me. The word James with the words word bitch now. Well, no, no, no. no. <laughs> cried Sen- like a bitch. Sensitive. Cried like a James. Sensitive. No, I bitch. prefer to be referred to as sensitive. <laughs> cried like a sensitive? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Shut up. Um, five, Hunger Games. Also cried through the whole movie. They hit all the emotional notes that the book does. Aww. Four, Pacific Rim. Three, Warm Bodies. Shakespeare. No, 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 no. No, no. She should have said there, Three, Warm Bodies. Real nerds, because that's a movie she saw with us. <laughs> Two, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. This was a great movie. I haven't listened to the Brad's review, but I don't really care what he thinks anyway. <laughs> hey. Just kidding. Uh, and Don John. Michael was very skeptical, but this was a movie I wanted to watch again as soon as it was over, and I, not just oh. because of the porn parts. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Thanks, Cora. Yeah, and we, Shauna sent us this, but I can't pull up her message. Oh, uh, let me get it up. Um yeah, Don John. That's a that's a neat one. That's one that I don't think we talked about at all. And it's just such a different movie. Um, yeah, man. Um, all right. Well, here is Channel's list. It's only six. Um, so starting at number six, Thor two, Elysium, Anchorman two, which was surprisingly nice. not on any of our lists. Uh, Don John again. Anchorman two was one of my number. Was one of your kind of, yeah yeah. yeah. Um, then number two, here's an interesting one, because I don't think any of us saw this. Her number two is Jobs, the, uh, oh. the Ashton Kutcher movie. She really liked that. Uh, and then her number one is uh, The World's End. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then there is another one here that we've we've missed, I think. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, because there's one here from John Hosek. Uh, it looks like this just, oh, yeah, this came in 23 minutes ago. Uh, John Hosek, my vote for best film of the year, Stoker. Hope you have your you guys are oh, doing well. That's cool. the second Thanks, match John. for Stoker. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that that was one of the ones on my list that I I really like. I almost squeezed it in on Monday, just mm. to get it in under the line because uh, I had seen it popping up on a lot of lists, uh, but I I didn't get a chance to. Um, and I think that's all of them. He only I feel like there's. Awesome. I feel like no, there's. I think he got one. him. Um, oh, Charlie. Well, oh, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Charlie sent us an email. Uh, How did I skip that one? Okay. Um, While you're looking it up, I so just want to say Anchorman oh, Two was something that. As I got to the end of the year, I had nine kind of picked out. Uh-huh. And I was like, I think Anchorman 2 is going to make that 10 slot. And then I watched Anchorman 2, and it was as funny as it was, it like we talked about on the show, I just didn't leave. Like I couldn't go home and like, oh, there was this joke and this joke and this funny part. It was just like it just evaporated. Yeah. And I'll, I'll when it comes out, I'll watch it again and be like laughing my ass off. Yeah. But there was nothing, you know, 
like the network saying, yeah, fuck it at the end. Yeah. 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 Totally. Chicken to the Cave is pretty good, though. Yeah, Chicken to the as, Cave. As yeah, the, the bat the flying out who, the window is like one of the few <laughs> things that yeah. I yeah, as as the guy who I think was the coldest against that movie, yeah. um, Dobie. Let me. <laughs> all right, so, Charlie's has written like an email, so I'm just gonna read it. Uh, I'm typically typically selective and a bit picky when I choose movies to see in the theater, so my picks probably come from a smaller list than others. That's okay. Um, for me, I think Pacific Rim and Gravity take the cake for the best films I had. Uh, I had I had at for the best time sorry I had at the movie theater in 2013. Uh, best movies feature modest non non convoluted yet well told stories told stories especially with Gravity, uh, which is a very efficient movie that never really uh, tells more of a story than it needs to. Uh, that are presented with excellent visual effects, music, and exciting intense sequences. In my book, you just can't go wrong with simple, stimulating, well-executed movies at the theater. Yeah, man, yep. Pacific Rim. Yeah, Pacific Rim is cool. Oh, that's a badass movie, and and a really great experience in the theater. Yeah, know? I agree. Um, yeah, he also yeah, his email goes on to talk about the the things he was most disappointed by, and on there are Die Hard Five, and also uh, Kick Ass Two. Um, huh. Which, um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't actually disappointed by it because I read the book and I hated it, so I kind of <laughs> I kind of knew, knew going in, like, yeah, yeah, this is gonna be a piece of shit. Yeah, I um, liked it. I don't think it was a piece of shit. Just was bizarre. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. Actually, it was sort of pleasantly surprised at how much I liked it, considering how much I hate the book. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that's the list. Cool. Thank you, everybody who wrote in. We will send you correspondence so we can um, get your addresses, and we'll send you those tickets. Yeah. I uh, thank you for Alamo for supplying those tickets for us, Dan. We know you're in Ohio, and there is no Alamo Draft House in Ohio. We will send you a Regal or AMC something. Yeah, we'll get in touch um, with I'm you. I'm sure we'll find uh, a movie theater yeah. for you. Um, thank you, everybody, for another fun year at Real Nerds Podcast. We have another year ahead of us where Spider-Man swings into movie theaters. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy are defending us. Bruce Campbell at Denver Comic-Con. Bruce, Bruce Campbell, Campbell at Denver Comic-Con. At Denver Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Liam McIntyre of Spartacus fame will be at Anime Land Wasabi. So cool. cool. Real Nerds Pod Show season two, yeah. maybe. Why are <laughs> maybe. you? Uh, what's going on, Ryan? Are you? Do you really need to pee? I do. Oh, <laughs> he is standing. <laughs> he's like, he's in the like room. standing and like shuffling his feet back and I'm forth. I'm like, oh my like gosh, you have to pee, and you're like reading this like email a, like you don't know how to read. Like, like a like a like a kid standing in line at Disney World. Like, oh, I, j- mm. I just want to see Mickey Mouse, but just I also really don't want to have to pee on him. Um, you know what? We should talk about more stuff. I know. I was like, do you do you want us to wrap this up? I don't give a shit. Um, I can hold it. I know how to hold it, dude. Um, I, I'm an adult. I, I'm adult. I know how to hold it. Um, next week, I guess we're seeing the Legend of Hercules. I don't know. I'm not. No. Is that what? No, no. Isn't? Oh, okay. It's the Legend of Hercules, the and Rocket, the, the Truth About Emmanuel, or Cold Comes the Night. So I have tickets um, to Evangelion 3.0. The so. Truth About Emmanuel is cool. a porn, right? So Brad's taking the week off. Me and James will figure something out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the week after that is Shadow Recruit, right? Uh, the week after that is Shadow Recruit okay, and cool. I Frankenstein. Oh man, we're gonna have to choose between. Uh, really? Really? <laughs> dude, Hansel and Gretel was on my top ten. You, you can't watch I Frankenstein from Netflix or well, Redbox? Hey, you know what, James? I got good news for you. What? On Wednesday, me and you can go see I Frankenstein because it opens on a Wednesday. <laughs> oh, it is such a special movie. That's awesome. <laughs> what, I'm sure it's a piece of shit. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> yeah. It'll be fun. Uh, he's fighting gargoyles. I'm, I'm actually really I'm, – I'm looking forward to January. Yeah, it should be fun. Uh and all of the, I got some, I got some exciting stuff. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing on the show. So cool. What? Yeah. Well, just for me, I'm gonna start a new series for myself oh. that I'm really excited to get into. Uh, 
I've been buying Blu-rays left and right. You too. Movies. Mine have I have stacks right there. Oh, does that mean you're gonna finally start up the shit show review again? No, no, no. This is actually <laughs> the exact opposite of the shit show. <laughs> He's review. gonna make it In the a, what's opposite it? The Rose review? I don't know. Uh, no, it won't be the Rose review. Pussy review? Um, no. Really emphasize it, the P on that. Yeah, I'm It's a good thing we got pop filters, man. Uh, the uh, you know, I at the end of the year, I like to do something to sort of revitalize because I wear myself out so much at the end. Um, and you know, the shit show review was a part of that. Was getting getting the fun back in watching movies. And this Those is two whole times. This is a, no, 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 no. Well, I watched a number of them. I just didn't write reviews on all of them. Dick. Yeah, you're an asshole. Yep. I'm an asshole. Thanks, everybody, for listening this year. Yeah. Hope to see you next year. Come see us at cons. We'll let you know where. Bye. Bye. Watch the Real Nurse Pod Show on YouTube and Vimeo. Just say bye, Brad. <laughs> Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6Nerds5 and download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover and also Spark Mandrill for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.